welcome to Pitching Tense, the Fan Entertainment video game pitching podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are crossing over with our other podcast, Gotta Cast Them All, today to bring you the first video game pitch ever that we've ever done. So that's going to be fun and interesting, and if you couldn't tell, it's going to be for a brand new Pokemon Generation slash Pokemon region, which now unfortunately means Gen 9 as opposed yeah. to Gen 8. Uh, this is very quickly off the back of Pokemon Sword and Shield, getting an edge with it, it's coming, I'm not going to do it again, uh-huh. not doing it again, still having flashbacks about writing that. Uh, I'm always Mike. And I'm Tiger Woods. Ah. Oh. We have both stressed that we've got Tiger Woods confidence in this. Because, well, we we kind of saw the writing on the wall that we thought any day now we're probably going to get the announcement of the new region. Well, we weren't expecting as in-depth a one as we got. I know, right? Maybe even like a name was what we were going to get or that. But we, to get ahead of that, I was like, right, we need to prioritise writing a new region. Um, we both got very excited about the prospect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in an ideal world, we would have got it out for the day they announced everything on uh, last Wednesday. But um, well, I kind of said I didn't think it would happen. Yes, you. I said to you, <laughs> Wednesday's Pokemon Day. They're doing these like travel log videos for all the other regions. It ends on Tuesday, so Wednesday feels like it's something's going to be shown. And you were like. Nah, probably not actually because of <laughs> and you gave me some reasons. And I was like, okay. And then Tuesday, I think you texted yeah, me. Yeah, Tuesday night, no, oh. Tuesday daytime, they dropped the Alola one, and then we're like, tune in tomorrow for a big Pokemon. And I was like, oh, fuck. Damn it. So, Battle stations. The good news is, they didn't pick either of their regions. They didn't. Which is good. Thank God. Or any of our Pokemon, which is no, all good. Because they showed off starters. Yes. We've got starters ready. Yes. You know. So, um, yeah, that would have been 10 pages worth of work. Both have done. Out the window. We've both done about 10 pages yes. worth of work. So... We're going to get into it because this may be our longest episode ever. Yeah. So This may beat the end of year reviews. It may beat the pitch the phase four MCU one. But I think it's going to be one of our best. Oh, God, yes. I'm right. I am so goddamn hyped and I am Tiger Woods confident to the maximum degree. I'm pretty confident too. That I'm going to get this one. Let's go for it. So, uh, you went first last time. Yes. So I'm kicking off this time. Shall we agree on an order of how we're going to like reveal stuff? Yes. So would you like to do so general information first and what it's based on? Yep. And then would you rather do Pokemon first or story and towns first? Uh, good question. What do you what, what do you prefer? Because I'm I, happy either way. I think Pokemon first. Okay. And then story and right. I'm oh, I know. You... I take that immediately back because to explain to my Pokemon, I need the story explained. Okay, so we'll do uh, story. Not story, titles. Yes. Region. Yes. Uh, if you've got a map, that. If yeah. you've got a floor plan, whatever. Yeah. Bit of story and Pokemon sprinkled in. Yeah, any Pokemon that are relevant to the plot you sprinkle in, and at yep. the end we'll just have the big dump of, like, here's all the other Pokemon in this region. Sounds good. Skin gene. Off Here go. we go, then. Right, then. So, bit of preamble. I was considering a couple of different regions yep. uh, for this. I thought about China, then immediately got rid of that idea. Mm. I was thinking another region of Japan, but then immediately got rid of that idea because mm. I wanted to tie it into Pokemon Gold and Silver because yep. they're my favourites. I didn't do any of that, and I ended up going for a region that looked interesting when I was just flicking around the world on Google Maps. I was like, oh, fuck it, that one. And then okay. I eventually found a lot of stuff that I could use. So, Darren, um, I'm welcoming you to Pokemon Aether and Terra. Those are my games. Okay. Uh, they are based in a region known as the Wahai region, based on New Zealand. And I'm about to go very um, 
image heavy now. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a Imgur link in the episode description uh, for all of the images I'm about to use. But here we are, Darren. Here oh, is Christ. the Wahai region. I made a full map. Um, visual jokes on a audio podcast. But here we are. The uh, the Wahai region map. I'm, I'm kind of trying to pivot myself around the microphone. So you Good can still God, hear me. people. He's done a full-on Pokemon. God, I wish I could draw. The, you know what I did this in? Don't tell me it's paint. No, it's not paint. Go I started on. in paint and it didn't wasn't very good. Okay. Um, but you know my, my computer's nailed. Yes. I found an online version of Photoshop called Photopea. Okay. So big props to Photopea for allowing me to do this. Ah. Um, so I made this just in my breaks at work. Um, right then, so shall we start with the story? I'm so going to have to try and duplicate this. However badly that may go, I want to try and at least put mine like this. But no, <laughs> crack on, Michael. Okay then, Darren. So we start just here. Let me zoom in on my map here. <laughs> in Springstream Town. That's our first town. So this is where you live with your father, your twin sibling, uh, of which the gender is flipped depending on what you pick because that's going to be your rival for the game. Uh, and your mother is alive, but she works in a gym just up the road, which we come to later on. Uh, you come of age, and you and your sibling go to get your first Pokemon from our professor, Professor Totoki, which is based, again, on a regional tree of New Zealand. Um, professor Totoki is a Pokemon gen- geneticist. Geneticist? Mm. Um, and, he, yeah, that's his shtick. So we've had a lot of different things. He's more concerned about Pokemon DNA. Right. Um, the two of you, you pick your siblings, pick your siblings, you pick your starters, of which um, I will tell you all about now. So you have a choice between, let me scroll up in my notes, you have a choice between um, the fire starter, the twisted, twisted fire, fire starter, starter. Uh, called Cyndia, mm. which is a, a fire deer Pokemon. Okay. Uh, you can have Carfloat, which is a water Pokemon based on Hector's dolphin. Hey! Na- native to New Zealand. A dolphin, finally. And uh, the, your grass type is a flightless bird, um, which is based on the Wecker bird. It's famed for stealing. So I called it Chick Up. Okay. Instead of Stick Up, it's Chick Up. This line is my favourite name. Shall I tell you about the evolutions? Yes, talk us through the start. Okay, so um, your fire starter goes and grows into like a big stag. I do have an image. I have to go and get that. But his line is Cyndia, Flarelk, Blazantler. Okay. The water Pokemon is Carfloat, Round Tide, Tide Alfin. Okay. Uh, and Chickup, Birdlery, and Kukaper. <laughs> um, I do have some photos I'm going to show ah. you that to give you an idea of what I'm going for. So, okay. again, I will include a link to this in the episode description. Tide Alfin will look a little bit like this with some, nice. some Maori markings on it by the end. Um, I was going to have Kukaper look like this, but I changed my mind. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to find my deers. Where are my deers? Oh, dears. Where are my dears? I can't find my dears. Ah, fire deer. Big fire deer. Um, they are dual type, obviously, as you get further on down the line. I'm still trying to find this. What bloody... are their dual There we go. Typings. That's there what um, Blazantler would have oh, like very in nice. the end. Okay, it's a big fiery, so big fiery deer. Big nice. fiery deer. Um, so the dual typings are fire rock, water psychic, and grass dark. Nice. Okay. So there we go. On with the story, Darren. So you go and get your Pokemon, and you start out on your thing. So you... Under the watch of Professor Toki and your dad, who used to be champion of the region, Ooh. Um, they watch you and your sibling battle for the first time. Um, after you've battled, you're deemed worthy to be Pokemon owners, you're gifted a map and a Pokedex, and you set off down Route 1 to your first new town, Aquazit Town. 
It's based on the town. Oh, sorry, I must have mentioned. Uh, Spring Stream Town is based on the city of Wellington. So okay. I've had to condense it, but it's just think just think standard starting town. Okay. Aquazit Town is based on the town of Rotorua, which is kind of like a rush, a lush natural spring place. They've got like okay. shit tons of geysers there. So imagine that, but in like an old timey setting. Okay. Uh, in Aquazit Town, you learn all about the basics of the world, namely Pokemon centers and Pokemon marts from Professor Totoki's aide, uh, who's called Angie. Okay. Um, there's a trainer's school in Aquazit Town. There's no gyms. Uh, you're told to head down Route 2 into the first forest area, the Bulwark Forest. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Bullock oh, Forest. That sounds right. I don't know. It's an actual... It's no, it's a word. It's not what I made up. Okay. Um, so, um, your sibling will, he- will like sort of storm straight on ahead, confident they're going to beat you to the first gym. So you have to team up with Angie to make it through the other side of the Bulwark Forest. Out on the other end, you come to a coastal region in Route 3 and to the first big city, Sectile City. Based on the city of Gisborne, um, it's a hillside coastal town with brilliant white buildings, white picket fences. Think like a like a, an upper upper market neighbourhood. Right. Okay. Um, you can challenge your first gym here. Uh, you can challenge Gabby, the water type gym leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get the wave badge for doing so. Uh, after that, your dad will be outside the gym to congratulate you and tell you that your sibling is already heading down to the next town to go and get the second badge. He mentions that if you keep going at this rate, you're going to be champion in no time. Mm-hmm. You go down Route 4, you make your way to Vintizen Town. Uh, Route 4 is actually like a big, imagine like open field countryside, but right, slowly okay. creeps into a load of vineyards. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Vintizen Town is based on, oh God, I forgot what town I based it on, but they're famous for winemaking. Okay. Um, it's Art Deco in design and has a kind of 20s vibe to it with old vehicles all over the place. Okay. In Vintizen Town, you can challenge the Poison Gym Leader Hunter, um, in an alchemic winery, so think laboratory slash vineyard. Okay. Um, and you can go and get your blight badge. Directly after beating the gym, your sibling will taunt you saying that they already beat the, you to the gym. They'll challenge you. So by this point, hopefully you'll have got your first evolve starter. Yeah. Um, so you beat them, their pride gets hurt, and they head off to the next location. You try to leave in Teason Town, uh, but Professor Totoki stops you on the Pokedex, which doubles as a phone, mm-hmm. uh, and asks um, to go and find Angie. She's not reported back after you left off with her at Bulwark Forest. Um, she was last seen going towards the Awanui Reservation, which is this big watery marshy bit with a massive lake in the middle of the northern island mm-hmm. so that's where you go up route five into the hour reservation there's where you're going to come face to face with grunts from our evil team this is team brood um they are a maori styling slash modern fashion inspired team i do have a picture of what i wanted them to look like mm-hmm. um if you imagine them looking a bit like that right again okay. there will be links to all of this in the description um so they, uh, Team Brood kind of believe in the grand uni of, union of Pokemon, Pokemon mm-hmm. above humans. Um, they sort of foresee a future where Pokemon reclaim the Earth. To this end, they reclaim Pokemon from trainers and free them. They're a little bit like Team Plasma in that right, way. Okay. Um, you battle through a bunch of the hordes. You find Andrew's being held captive by the Grunts uh, because of her research regarding the big um, new mechanic in the game. Uh, I'm not going to mention it just yet. I'll mention it a little bit later uh-huh. on. You rescue her and you li- liaise with Professor Totoki over the phone and he tells you to carry on to the next gym leader now that Angie is safe. You come out in Route 6, make your way into the mountainous region and to Mountway City, um, where you've got to go and talk to a scientist all about Pokemon Fusion. 
Mm, bear with me. Oh, God. Uh, Mountway City is based on New Plymouth. Um, I've had to take a lot of liberties with this because it is a coastal town, but I didn't want to do the same as Sectile City. Yeah. So imagine this kind of like a, a big, dirty town that's got a big surfing scene. Okay. And like quite a lot of shack-style buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gym leader currently isn't there. He's up the road at Mount Creshine. Um, that's where you've got to go. Uh, you reunite with Angie, uh, who's been reporting on her findings to the Mountway scientists. Um, and the town's gym leader, Mason. Uh, they they have got a theory that Pokemon fusion is entirely possible. They've asked you to go and retrieve a fossil from inside of Mount Crescent to see if this was something that has always been a part of the Wahai region. Mm-hmm. Um, upon doing so, you get ambushed by Team Brood and their admin, Paloma. Um, a lot of these uh, names are going to come up back later on. Okay. What you need to know is there's four admins, four main admins and the leader of Team Brood. We're meeting the first one now. Okay. It's Paloma. Uh, you beat her and Mason says, thanks for helping us out. Come and face me at the gym back in Mountway City. You go there. It's a fighting type gym and you go and earn your impact badge. Cool. You're then summoned home by your dad after beating that gym leader. Um, you go. You can go back. You can go and revive your fossil at Professor Totoki's lab back in uh, Springstream Town. Mm-hmm. Um where you'll get one of your fossil Pokemon, of which I've already planned out. Nice. Uh, which are... <laughs> bear with me. Uh, you can either get a ground bug one, uh, which mm. is Grubburrow, which evolves into Velvetunnel, which is oh, based okay. on a velvet worm. Ooh. Um, it's a weird-looking thing. Let me show you a picture of what I want that to look oh, like. So get this fossil Pokemon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Weird-looking thing. Yeah. Alternatively, you can go and get the rock-fighting Pokemon, which is based on... Um, it's, it's something called the St. Bathan's... Uh, yeah, St. Bathan's Mammal, which is right. considered to be the missing link between apes and humans. Oh, okay. Um, that is A-Punch, which then evolves into Pummelink. Nice. And I think I have a picture for that one as well. Bear with me, Darren. Yes, I do. So forget that one. You're looking yeah. at these two. Okay, very nice. Again, there'll be pic- the pictures all in the description. I've now got to go back to the point in the town. The point of the town, point of the story. So, you can go and get your um, fossil Pokemon. And Professor Toki says, yes, Pokemon fusion is entirely possible. We found a gene, a gene inside the fossil Pokemon that dictates a fusion's ability. Uh, fusion is only possible between Pokemon found in in the Wahai region. So you can only do it with new Pokemon. Right, okay. Which was why you won't have many new Pokemon in this one because right. we'll have to sort of yep. program in sort of three of everything okay. as such. And then we go to... Oh, yeah, you get the Fusion Ring, which allows you to fuse your Pokemon on the fly. Mm-hmm. It works a little bit like Mega Evolution in the sense that your Pokemon become extremely powerful, but you've only got five of them. Right, okay. So you are a Pokemon down. Right, okay. It's kind of a risk-reward there for you. Um, after this, your dad says, well, you know, you have you might be able to master Pokemon Fusion if you keep wearing the ring. Uh, you've beat three gym leaders already. Why don't you go up to the big city and go and challenge your mum? So you head up to Route 9 and up to Magistrate City based on the capital city of Auckland. Mm-hmm. Um, big, bustling city spread across multiple little land masses like tiny islands a lot of bridges a lot of statues very ornate right okay um as you enter you're challenged again by your sibling you win they head off to go and challenge the gym um oh no wait sorry they've already beaten your mum they're like whatever i don't care if i've lost i've already beaten mum you haven't uh they tell you that they're going to a location called hacker stadium Mm -hmm. you can go there later on uh you go to the gym you go and meet with your mother ursula 
in a volcanic crater, which yeah. is well, it's like a park inside a volcanic crater. I want it to be quite mystical. Yeah, okay. Um, and she gifts you a Pokemon from her team. So, like, she's got two of one Pokemon. It's a bit like getting the Lucario in Kalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gifts you one saying, you know, the ability to fuse Pokemon has been in our family for generations, mm-hmm. and finally I'm going to share it with you. Here's the first Pokemon I ever fused. Uh, maybe it can fuse with your first Pokemon. Yep. So that's your first fusion. It will be the one that you get given uh, and your starter. Right. I haven't decided what Pokemon that will be. Okay. Uh, but it could be any of the new ones I mentioned later on. Oh, okay. Um, after that, you go up a very, very tall tail, which is a little bit like Sky Point, which you'll find in the city. Mm-hmm. And you can go and battle your mum, who's a fairy gym leader, for the Glimmer Badge. Uh, the final battle will be, and it will pretty much... You won't be forced into it, but she will use a Pokemon Fusion. Mm-hmm. So you're also encouraged to use a Pokemon Fusion to finish off that fight. Right. You can now go... Unfortunately, you can't go north of Magistrate City because that's end game stuff. What you can now do is go south from either the Awanui Reservation or Vintizen Town, and you can go to Hacker Stadium. Um, you can partake in Baton Battles, which is a mixture of... Rotation and triple, but uses your whole team. Right. Okay. So it's like it's based upon the idea of rugby, passing things backwards uh, all the time. Very nice. Yeah. So so you can go and do that. So mm-hmm. rotate. Uh, sorry, baton battles. Right. Is the okay. big thing you can do in Hacker Stadium. Um, either way, whether you go south on the Awanui path or east on the Vintizen path, you will end up at Promenade City, which is based on Wellington. Uh, it's a notable pier area. I've gone back and also made that a bit 50s, 60s retro because mm-hmm. it's got a big hillside tram. I thought trams are yeah. a bit... I mean, we've got the Midlands Metro, which yes, is pretty very... modern, but yeah. there we go. Uh, you there, whilst you're there and you go towards the pier area to look out at the other island, you meet a woman called Harata. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman who apparently is told to have links to your bloodline, your family. Oh, okay. Uh, she talks about the prophecy regarding the legendary Pokemon of the region, who are called Sorangota and Wenyuka. Okay. Uh, they are two Pokemon that used to be one. They used to be one singular Pokemon, and they were split yeah. into two. Um, like a Kai, like a Reshiram Zekrom situation. Kind of, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, th- at the expense of people's lives, they were together. They were split apart by humans to stop the world being engulfed, essentially, because right. they are too powerful. Harata says that the reunion of these two Pokemon will be a beautiful sight. Uh, and at that moment, um, the box legendary, depending on which version you've got, if it's Aether, you'll have Sorangota. If it's Terra, you'll have Wenyuki. Yep. Uh, they appear above the town, which sparks panic. Now, I will okay. show you a picture of what I want Sorangota and Wenyuki to look like. And let me just grab those. That's Sorangota. It's a big, white, dragon-looking thing. Yep. And Wenyuki is that. Is a lion? It's a big, massive big winged cat. wolf. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but play, playing on the things of like... Oh, I did mention Aether and Terra in Latin literally means heaven and earth. Uh, so that they are the heaven Pokemon, the angel Pokemon, yes. and the ground-bearing Pokemon. Right. Okay. Their typings. Let me just go and grab those. Mm-hmm. Um, legendaries. Where are you? Um, Sorangota is flying dragon. Yep. Based on Rangi, the Sky Father, mm-hmm. in uh, Maori traditions. Right. Okay. And Wenyuka is ground fairy based on Papi, which is the Earth Goddess. Right. They used to be one thing. There is a third legendary, but we'll come to that later on. So, in amongst the panic of your box legendary appearing, um, Harata seems to dart off and chase it as it heads sort of directly over the town and towards the second island out in front of you. Mm -hmm. 
Um, this also sort of enrages, well, not rages, just scares a lot of the people you've already met. So you, your sibling arrives, Angie arrives, Professor Toki, uh, Mason, the gym leader you fought earlier, and your mum, Ursula, all appear to talk about what's going on. You resolve that we need to go to the Southern Island, out into the wildlands, and just see what's happening. Because the reappearance of this re- this region's legendary is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. If one appears, the other one can appear and they can reunite. Right. Not cool. We don't want them. No. So you cross the sea on Route 11 uh, to Taratua City, uh, which is based on the town of Blenheim. Um, I'm basing, I'm actually kind of twisting this a bit as well. So I'm going to make it like a tropical holiday destination mm-hmm. style town. Think like, uh, on, name a good looking coastal town with palm trees. What, in real life? In real life. Uh, like, like kind of like Orlando or like more... We'll go with that. Miami. Miami, okay. Something cool. that looks a little bit like Miami, but is based on the t- city of Blenheim. Um, you go with your entire party. They all meet up again. And uh, Mason, who was the fighting gym leader, yeah. um, starts butting heads with the gym leader in this town, who's called Tane, who's uh, a bit more of a traditional looking Maori person. Mm-hmm. Um, Mason believes that the creatures should either be killed or banished. It's like, if these legendaries are going to be threatening life, we need to remove them. Right. Whereas Tane, who lives on this new southern island, yes. believes the creatures could either be tamed or captured so as to avoid a secondary fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, an argument sort of breaks out, an agreement can't be reached, uh, and everyone's like, well, well, we'll go our way, you go your way. Um, your plan is that you're going to go and explore the southern island and you're going to go and get your last four gym badges whilst mm-hmm. chasing down the legendary uh, you can go and challenge Tane who's a flying type gym uh, and go and grab your aerial badge before you leave um, he explains that this island is going to be much more difficult to navigate to cross your Pokemon are going to be higher levels because this is a more wilderness style uh, island Right. Okay. he tells you to proceed with caution as you head down route 12 12? 12 Along that route, Angie asks you to check out some activity going on in Kuraha Marsh. Um, apparently, Team Brood have gone there and they're causing a bit of a ruckus. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it's completely full of grunts. You think that this is where this Harata woman's going to be hiding out, but you instead are met with another admin called Rocco. Uh, you beat him, Team Brood goes rocking, uh, running, and Rocco says that you have more to team, you have more to do with Team Brood than you realise as he leaves. So you press on down the rest of Route 12 and you arrive in Orakapi Town. Um, it's a walled city. It's made up of like an, a little oasis in the middle uh, and it's blocking the elements from either side. Uh, you can't see it in this region, but there's going to be a lot of wind and rain on right. Route 13. Okay. And to the west on Route 26, it is a sandstorm slash desert area. Right. Um, the sandstorm is raging too much to the east, so you're forced to go down the other path through the rain, mm-hmm. down Route 13, to arrive in Papui Town, which is based on the city of Greymouth. Um, it's a mining town. Uh, it's got a lot of jewellery shops, a lot of high-end Pokemon stones you can get there. Um, it's all decorated with stones, and Team Brood's trying to hold up one of the shops. You slap them around the wrists, you go about your business. Nice, Okay. That'll send you through Hatoka Tunnel, which is the start of the mountainous region. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're about to go in, your sibling stops you and again asks for a battle. By this point, you've probably got your final evolution, yep. so it makes a lot of sense. Um, after you beat them, they wonder out loud about why they were never able to achieve Pokemon Fusion. Your rival can't do it yet. Right. Um, but they say that it's not going to stop them from being better than you, and they dart off. Right. So you make your way through a Toka Tunnel, which is a big underground route, 
not unlike Mount Moon, something like that. Um, with lots of twists, lots of turns, and sort of like, annoyingly, um, you know that mine that they showed in the Sword and Shield trailer, yes. the glimmering stones? Yes. That's what I wanted because, um, uh, what, what is it, sorry, uh, Papui Town's going to have like this, it's based on a real city because you can get big jades in Greymouth. Oh, okay. So I wanted like big green glowing yeah, yeah. stones. Um, as you go through Hotoka Tunnel, you arrive in Manuga Town. Um, it's based on Tweezel. Which is a strange... Twi- it might be Twizel, I don't know. Okay. Um, and there's like big lake hot springs there. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like Laverage Town in Hoenn, yep. but yeah, yep. a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, this is where you hear the tale of the two legendaries from the town elder and how long ago they wanted to be together so they merged into one being and how they were torn apart by their own children, their children being men. Right, okay. Um, so... Harata is actually there with you, listening in on this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says that the story has been altered through the years by the Pokemon League to discourage people from seeking out the legendary Pokemon, presumably because they want to keep the Pokemon for themselves. Right. So Harata doesn't believe in the destruction myth. She believes that it's selfishness on the part of the Pokemon League of uh, the Wahai right. region. Okay. Um, she reveals herself to be, obviously, the leader of Team Brood. Mm-hmm. You battle her, you win. Uh, and she comments on your ability to use Pokemon Fusion, and she says that she'll see you again in the near future. You can now press on through the big snowy blizzard region of Route 16, and you can head to Hukare Town. Uh, it's a skiing resort city. There's a lot of snowboarders, and people on pilgrimage is going to the nearby sh- uh, shrine at Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Um, here you can challenge another gym leader, Rongo, and get the ice... It's a nice type gym, so you can get yep. your polar badge. Okay. As you leave, there's a commotion occurring up the hill at the shrine. Uh, so you start ascending up the big snowy mountain route and you find another team brood admin called Winnie desecrating the ruins, mm-hmm. sort of like stopping a spreading of misinformation about the uh, tale of caution based around the region's legendaries. Mm-hmm. You stop them, but when they leave, you find that there's an artifact missing from the, from the shrine um, to do with their... Binding, right, so it's okay. essentially an ancient fusion ring has gone mm-hmm. missing. Uh, you're told by Rongo that it's been stolen, and he asks you to give chase through Mount Kariwa, which is this section here. Yeah. They don't get very far, and you do beat them uh, alongside your sibling, who fights with you this time. Right. But when you beat them, the ring isn't there. The the fusion ring is gone. Team Brew claim victory, saying that they managed to get it away and dupe you, bringing you up the wrong path. Right. Um, now there is set up for a dungeon. Here at Mount Karawa, at the moment, there's a big ice uh, iceberg in the way and you can't go through. Right. So more post-game stuff down this end of the uh, region. So you can continue back down the mountain and head to Larboard City, which is a town based on Invercargill. Uh, it acts as a gateway between a lot of wilderness all around it. Yep. Um, so kind of think like, I don't know, like a modern safari okay. area? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Um, you find Angie who tells you about sightings of a legendary Pokemon out on Shroud Island, which is this tiny little landmass here. Yep. Um, however, Angie notes that there are no traces of a mythical Pokemon once you go there. Um, however, there is a strand of DNA they're able to recover. She says she'll get back to you on reporting, so more post-game set up there. Lovely. You can go and catch some Pokemon that you can't find on the mainland as well. So with that done, you can go up Route 20 and make your way to the Safari Zone if you want to. Mm-hmm. Completely optional area, but it's a very, very big Safari Zone. Um, it's the only place where you can get certain Pokemon, but we'll right. come to that what those Pokemon are later on. Okay. Um, but other than that, you'll make your way up Route 20, 
2. There is a Route 21 connecting um, Hukare Town and our next city, but you can't use it just yet. Um, what you can do is go up Route 22 and go to Gothacharge City. It's based on the town of Dundin or Duendin. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I want you to imagine it as kind of like a Gothic-style city, not unlike uh, the one found in Bloodborne, yep. but with a lot of steampunk-style power systems, I think like old Tesla coils and stuff like ah, that. Right, right. Here you can challenge the gym leader, Aria. She's a thunder-type gym leader. and you Thunder-type? Can... Electric-type gym leader, and you can go and grab your surge badge. Cool. Next up, you want to go up Route 23, up to Rangari Town. It's based on the town of Timaru. Um, it's substantially native, so I think a lot of like mud huts... Houses carved into the side of uh, Hill, hilltops. Yep. A little bit like the Shire. I think okay. the Shire. Basically, I just wanted to get a town where I could have my, all my Lord of the Rings oh, references. references. Yeah, cool. So that's the Shire. Uh, you go on up uh, Route 24 and you make your way to Faithforge City. It's a very religious city. It's based on the town of Christchurch. Okay. So I think a lot of stained glass everywhere. A yeah. lot of um, like fake religious imagery. Whatever oh. religion looks like in the Pokemon world. Tobes, stained glass, Arceus... Yeah, praise be to Arceus, that kind of stuff. Lovely. The townspeople here have a very different system of belief to the ones found in Hukari Town. Mm -hmm. Whilst they believe in the um, that the legendary Pokemon should be kept away, and the Wahai region is always a danger. Uh, The people here are not indigenous to the Wahai region. Have come over from Sinnoh. They've come over from Unova. They're from all over the world. Um, So. The Pokemon, sorry, they believe Pokemon to be key to beating the elements because they are surrounded by bad weather Yeah. either way. So it's kind of like a little, not again, not an oasis, but a yeah. safe haven okay. town. Uh, the gym is currently on lockdown, unfortunately, because there are problems up the road at the Temple of Amalgam. I'm trying to make it so you can read that. Yeah, I can get Temple it. of Amalgam. Um, you head there and you meet up with Ruben, who's the uh, Faith Forge City gym leader. Um, who, and your sibling, who have both been defeated by Team Brood. So you need to go in to this big, sort of like, I'm imagining it not abandoned, but kind of very old. Think of like, you know, the first Jedi Temple village? Yep. Buildings like that, not rustic, not totally unusable, but old as shit. Right. Okay. Like the first point they arrived, they built this yep. place. Um, you have the option to either go in alone and use your own items and your own Pokemon. Or you can use whatever's in your bag to restore your siblings' Pokemon and bring them in with you. Right. It's whether or not you want to challenge or not, basically. Yeah, yeah. For the kids. Um, you head in and you battle your way through all the grunts until you face off with the final Team Brood admin who's called Tad. You beat him. He says that Team Brood have already won and you will join the Creed when the union begins. So now you can head back into Faithforge City and you can go and battle Reuben and go and earn your furnace badge at his fire-type gym. Yep. So think of it as kind of like a, a Knight Templar um, weapon forge. Yep. Kind of like that. That's okay. what his gym is. After that, you get a phone call and you're summoned back to Taratua City, where apparently Team Brood have managed to summon the legendary. Again, it depends on which one you've yeah, got, yeah. whether that's Sorangota or Wenyuki. Uh, your sibling, Professor Totoki, Angie, and all eight of the gym leaders all converge on the town. And they're arguing about how to deal with Team Brood. Um, Mason, Ursula, Arya and Reuben believe that the Legendary should be defeated or banished. While Tane, Rongo, Hunter and Gabby want to either capture the Pokemon or soothe it back to a slumber. Yep. The two sides begin to, begin to argue and a battle between these two forces breaks out. Now you've got the option which people you want to side with. 
you can either side with Team Tane or Team, um, oh God, what's his name? Team Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, whichever side you choose, don't worry, it doesn't affect your ability to capture the legendary. Right. Uh, but it does mean you have to battle four gym leaders back to back. Oh, okay. So think basically, it's the airport fight. Right, okay. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Uh, so I literally put in the notes, once the Civil War event has ended, yes. um, the argument is over. It's proven to be for nothing because Team Broodleader Harata has not only tamed the box legendary, but she's started to be able to use the fusion ring to summon the other box legendary. Yeah. This is the first game where both box legendaries will be appearing. Okay. Um, so you look around for your sibling to discover that they've actually darted off uh, to this point in the sea. Mm-hmm. Now, when Harata is able to tame the Beast Legendary and start summoning the other one, a giant spire erupts from out the middle of the ocean. Like Terror of the Gods, Wind Waker. Yes. Right. Awesome. It just darts up out the ocean, this yep. big, ornate-looking thing, Sweet. older than the island itself, oh, called the Genesis Spire. Mm-hmm. You now have the opportunity to go up. I, I didn't want to make this a, a numbered route, because no. yep. you will only go here once. Okay. Uh, you can go up New Way, that's what I've called it. Okay. For it is the new way. Ah! And uh, you can go and battle up uh, the Genesis Spire. You're going to battle Team Brood the entire time you're going up. Um, when you get your way up to the top, you're now backed up by your sibling. Um, but she turns heel. Oh! She's joined Team Brood. Uh, she's been promised to have the fusion the fusion secrets shared with her. Because right. now Harata can do it. She's like, well, you're of my blood. You're of my, my clan. You'll yes. be able to do it as well. Uh, so you've got to battle your sibling again. Um, they're still not able to use Pokemon Fusion, so they kind of snap out of it once you beat them. Like, of course, how could I be so blind? Like, I don't, yes. I shouldn't be siding with the people trying to destroy the actual world. Probably not, no. Probably not. But shock horror, Harata is your aunt. Oh. Um, so Harata and the admins are your cousins. You're all related. Then oh. she's been hiding this the entire time. Um, so. After you've done that, you have to fight um, the combined legendaries. Harata kind of gets a bit spooked. He's like, right, we're starting the fusion ceremony now. Mm-hmm. Sora and Gota and Wenyuga fuse into one being. Yes. Um, so it's a little bit like, um, is it, what's it called? Ultra Necrozma? Yes, right. Okay. So it's just a boss battle. You can't capture this Right, you've this just got to beat thing. thing. you just got to beat the fuck God, out of it. God, Ultra Necrozma was the worst. Yeah. God, I wasted hours of my life trying to beat that goddamn thing. <laughs> Sorry. Here it is again. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, So, upon defeating the joined legendaries, they split again, and the box legendary is swayed by your strength and the use of the fusion coil and allows itself to be challenged just on its own. So you can capture the box legendary here. Yep. The other legendary just flees straight away. Okay. And Harata is completely enraged. She challenges you to a battle. Obviously, you curb stomp her because you've got the legendary. Yep. Um, so Team Brood's plan is completely done. Harata flees and curses you for being a blight to the blood rite. Mm-hmm. So now you can go back to Magistrate City because guess what? That's where Victory Road is. Ah. Um, at the end of Victory Road, again, you battle your sibling for a final time and they're kind of resolved at this point. It's like, I already know you're better than me, but I want to continue growing. Yep. Um, and once you beat them, they're like, I'm not, She said, he or she says, I'm not ready to beat the Pokemon League. I'm going to go off and have another adventure, but I'll see you another time, maybe on another shore. Yep. So she goes off to do her own thing. So you arrive at the Pokemon League. Um, I forget which town this was based on. Let me go through my notes again. Uh, the Pokemon <laughs> League... 
based on the little town of Warangaray, I think I'm pronouncing that cool. right. Wanjinray. Wanjinray. Um, just think lush. Not a lot of buildings, just one giant. Yeah. I kind of want it to be like this, like a nature reservation. Okay. So the Pokemon League isn't a big building. Right. It's like a big closed off area with like little sub areas inside that you can go to. Right. So you go up to the Pokemon League gate, you show off all your eight badges. Unfortunately, the guy at the gate is like, thank God you're here. Team Brood have taken over. Uh. So the second that you beat Harata yeah. and the and the admins in the tower, they fucked off straight back to the Pokemon League yeah. to try and say, well, if we can't rule by having the divine Pokemon, yeah. we're going to rule by controlling the Pokemon League. Okay. So instead of battling the Pokemon League, you don't have one anymore. They've all been beaten. You've got yeah. to re-battle Team Brood. Right. Now, you can fight them in any order much like the other games, um, but they all have dedicated types, and uh, Winnie, the first one you fought, sorry, no, Paloma's the first one you fought, uh, uses strictly ground Pokemon, Winnie uses strictly psychic Pokemon, Rocco uses strictly dark Pokemon, and Tad uses steel. Obviously, Harata will use a mixture, for she's now the new champion. Right. Um, as you're battling through the, the new Elite Four, the Brood Four, if you will, yeah, you're kind of shown a little bit of history as to why you have such close ties to Team Brood. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that Team Brood was actually founded by your dad and Harata. Right. But he left to go and pursue the life of being part of the Pokemon League yeah. when he met Ursula, Ursula your mum. Right. Uh, so Harata's still completely enraged by the fact that they're part of the clan has has left Team Brood right. and left the getting the divine right mm-hmm. of the, the joint Pokemon. So you fight your way to the champion um, and you beat her, uh, but she's not ready to concede defeat when you beat her. Uh, she summons the other box legendary because she can still do that with her fusion ring. Um, so once you beat all of her six Pokemon, she's like, you're not done. You're battling me one more time. Right. One on one, it's the start. Sh- now, here's something I forgot to mention earlier. <laughs> Um, at the very start of the game, whichever Pokemon you choose, you know when you come through the reservation yes. and you talk to Professor Tokyo, it's like, yes. whilst you're in the reservation, someone stole the other starter Pokemon. Ah. Harata stole it. Right, okay. Uh, so you're, it's one-on-one. You've got to fuse your starter and your legendary and yep. you're fighting her starter and her legendary fusion. Right, okay. Obviously you win. And in my in my notes it says, you win, brood of fucked. Cool, okay, to the um, point. Epilogue to the game, Harata is shown being forced to release her legendary and return her starter Pokemon to Professor Toki. Your box legendary is finally at peace, um, so the opposing box legendary is released and just flees off into the distance having been satisfied that its other half is happy. Mm -hmm. Harata is arrested. Your father and mother congratulate you and apologise for the burden that the the bloodline has caused you. Uh, You and your team are immortalised in the Hall of Fame. And you head out into the wilderness with your new legendary Pokemon, ready to defend the region as its champion. Here's a bunch of post-game things you can do. Okay. Back down, right down the bottom, Shroud Island. You can go and find uh, the mythical Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Haven't actually made one. That's fine. But you can go and There's get one. There. There's a side mission in Mount Kariwa where you can go and release the roaming legendaries. Yep. Again, haven't actually made them. That's fine. Um, you can now actually go up this other road right up here past the Pokemon League, which is called Champion's Path. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of strong trainers across it. But more to the point, you can go to Peerless Point. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, which allows you uh, to go and follow in the footsteps of your of your sibling who left uh, and go to the Alola region. 
the nearby Alola region where you can oh, go course, and yeah. experience a new challenge because you can go and do the island trials. Very nice. Completely different to the eight gym setup. Um, the Hacker Stadium will open up with more battles. Uh, yep. It's now hosting the Pokemon World Championships where you can fight against old gym leaders, old champions, yep. red, gold, everyone's Sick. there. Um, and now I didn't know whether mm. post this I was going to do a DLC update to get the third legendary. Yeah. Or a third game. Because we okay. haven't had a third game, like no. a Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, yeah. um, in a For while. A no, you're right. If it was going to be its own game, um, it was going to be called Pokemon Spatium. Okay. Uh, but if it isn't, it's going to be called Episode Origin as the DLC. Yep. That's where you can go and capture uh, Mocha Booty by travelling back up the Genesis Spire. Uh, Mocha Booty is um, based upon an old legend, apparently, of a shark that formed the sky and stars. Nice. So you've got heaven, earth, beyond. Right. That's the thing. Okay. And he's going to look like this. Oh, that's a cool looking Pokemon. You you want Mocha Booty. Hell yes. And that is all my story. So would you like Lovely. to go through some Pokemon, oh, Darren? Oh, hell yes. So I've shown you all my stars. I've shown you my legendaries. Yes. So um, we did agree on some of the staple Pokemon you get in every region, which is... Yeah. Your early rodent, your Pikachu clone, your early bird, your... What's the other one? Your early bug-type Pokemon. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. I've got a regional dragon. I've done a... Yeah, a pseudo-legendary. Okay. I've done an a... early fish Pokemon. Um, you got one of those? I've done a fish Pokemon. No. I... Oh, I've got. I've done a water Pokemon. We'll okay, that's that. fine. And then a few sprinkled in Okay. We'll start with the early Pokemon. So your uh, early rodent is called Possib. It evolves mm-hmm. into Impossum, obviously based on a possum. Yep. It's normal type, but changes into dark type. When it evolves, it looks like this. Cool. Uh, my early bird type is not actually based on a bird that's indigenous okay. to uh, New Zealand, but it can be found there. It's called the Crossbill. Mm-hmm. It's known for having a beak that actually like like curves in on either side. It's like two points like oh, that. Okay. Unfortunately, I've only got one image to show you what the first one would be would be like. Yeah. It would look like this. Okay. Um, it's called Twist Tweet. It evolves into Cork Squawk and later into Drillabill. <laughs> it's a flying steel type. It evolves into like having basically Beedrill Stinger as a face. Right. Okay. Fun. Um, the mascot Pokemon of the region mm-hmm. for, of course, New Zealand has a mascot animal. The kiwi bird. Y- yes, it does. Is called Sweeky. It's normal and ground. It is based on the kiwi bird. And you know what, Darren? It's part fruit. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, what else do we have? Our Pikachu clone is electric water type. Mm-hmm. It's called Waterpus, and it's based on a platypus, obviously. Ah, okay. I had to do something different to what Mr. Buddy did in his video. So here's what Waterpus would look like. Very nice. Okay. Okay. What else do we have? I think we've got a pseudo-legendary. It's water and dragon. Yeah. Based on the Taniwa, which is like a supernatural giant lizard in Maori legend. Mm-hmm. Um, it evolves twice, obviously. First, in, it's called Tiniwa, then it's Miniwa, then Raviniwa. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've got an image of what I want them to look like. There they are. Very nice. Uh, what else do we have? We have got uh, Kachakai, uh, or Kashaki. I'm not sure how I'm pronouncing this. It's based on a Thora whale. It's another water Pokemon. Don't yep. have a picture. Uh, Masida, or Maskeda, yep. depending on how you want to spell it. Mm-hmm. It's grass and ground. It's based on Maori wood carvings and masks. And it's final evolution. It's not final evolution. It would look a little bit like that one. Okay, yep. Uh, what else do we have? Really good for an audio medium. I know. Uh, don't worry, there will be links. Uh, we have got a poison and ground type Pokemon. Um, it's a snail. It's based on the flax snail. Yep. Uh, it's called Fey Trail. It evolves into Scepter Shell. 
Okay. And it looks like this. Very nice. What else do we have? We have got Clovert, which is like a... It's based on the core of Crayfish, uh, mm-hmm. but I kind of want it to be a little bit ninja-esque. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't have a fantastic picture of this. I basically just got one that is, look, it looks like a crayfish. Look, it looks like that. It looks like, yeah, okay, cool. But think more ninja-esque. Okay. Um, we have a, another flying type, Flying Poison, based on the short snouted bat and poisonous fruits. Mm-hmm. It's called Berup, and it evolves into Nock Snout. Okay. Um, it is the bottom two in this image. Yes. That's Berup, that's Nock Fruity Bat. Fruity Bat, literal fruit. Um, I've also got one uh, because um, the moa was a bird that went extinct in yes. uh, New Zealand. It's a dodo. And also I based upon this, but I wanted another dark type Pokemon. Okay. So, and I, I fully admit to not having invented the names for these, but Darren, say hello to Dodepress and Emoa. <laughs> Okay, lovely. They're all sad because they're going extinct. Makes yep. sense. Um, we have also got two new evolutions based upon the two principles of the game. Yep. They're a flying type and a ground type. Very nice. Say hello to Avion. Oh, very nice. And Turfion. Cool. Very good. What else do we have? I th- uh, We've already talked about... Ah, one last one. I wanted one based on a wallaby. Yeah. Uh, so that is called uh, Wallabound. Yeah. It evolves into a kangaroo called Kangarek. Very nice. Okay. And I think that's actually about it. Now, Lovely. there's a small list of things that I would also base things on. Yep. I wanted a weasel Pokemon, mm-hmm. a moose Pokemon, a Kuri Pokemon, which is a Polynesian dog. Yep. A sea lion, a rat, a bison, a mountain goat, a hare, a ferret, a butterfly, a crab, a gecko, a spider, and so many birds it hurts because New Zealand has too many fucking birds. Great. And that Woo! is... Everything. So, Darren, Pokemon, Aether and Terra, based in the Wahai region, I thank you. Very, very good, Maggle. Very, very good. I love the map. I'm going to have to do one for mine. I, because I, I feel like I'm at a massive disadvantage if I don't. So, the whole story of the game is based upon the founding of New Zealand as a region. Yeah. Um, apparently, that's how the, gr- the ground for the Northern Ireland was literally formed when the, the Earth the earth goddess and the sky father were forced apart by their children right okay. so that's how that was born and then you know um what's that character that Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays in Moana um oh um Ma- Maui Ma- Maui Maui yeah. um he apparently fished up the secondary Maui. island so I've tried to make Maui your character right so like this whole idea of bloodlines and things being passed mm. down and having the power of gods is all based around Maori traditions and legend okay and there we go very good. Once again, much more in-depth story than I'm about to tell. <laughs> because storytelling is just not my strength. Um, I like telling a story, but I'm, I'm real proud of this map. No, I'm not I have to... very little bad to say about that. So I think a discussion will have to be saved for the end where we can contrast and compare yep. both regions. But no, very good there, Maggle. Now with the Herculean task, I'm following <laughs> that up. But no, I'm still Tiger Woods confident. Even after the map. I am, because I can just do a map. It's you can like just a very do a good map. touch. I'm, I need to do one now. It just um, helped visualise the route, because I felt like it was difficult. Yeah, to it was. We're going to show how difficult that is in a second. <laughs> um, okay, I will admit straight off the bat, I forgot to do a rifle. Yep. And that's not mentioned in mine. And as I mentioned, the storyline knowledge in depth. Don't really have a very strong, unique gimmick. I have one-ish that would be the different thing here, but that's about it. But we, when we were discussing what were we going to do, I did consider Canada... Being quarter Canadian and all, <laughs> and I do intend if we ever did have you this been again, to Tim Hortons, yeah? No, no, I have actually. Yeah, Tim, it's, it's a nice. hell of a thing. 
if we ever do this again, and I enjoyed it so much, I would be very open to doing this again. Oh, in the yeah, future. definitely. I will 100% do Canada. I feel bad that I didn't do it. Yeah. But there was one I'm like, how they've not been here before, I don't actually know. Because it is the most rife for picking Pokemon area it could possibly be. Right. So, Michael, you can call me Toto, because we're about to go bless some rains. <laughs> Down in Africa! <laughs> we're doing South Africa! Nice. Hell, mucking, yes. So, the name of the region is the Mandika region. So, we're taking the ICA from the end of Africa and added that to the M-A-N-D from Nelson Mandela. Because you can't do a South Africa region without mentioning the big boy himself. He will come up later on. I will say, uh, and I will make the Google Doc shareable for this thing. Go look at all of it because I've linked to a lot of fake mon posts I've got. A bit like how I've downloaded some. Exactly, yeah. So, all images used of fake mon are not my own. And do not 100% reflect the design I want. They're just there for illustration. I should probably have said that up front as well. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Don't worry. I didn't fine. draw shit. <laughs> Apart from the map, oh, God. I did that. I really wish I could draw yeah. because it's going to be so much easier to explain some of these things. Um, right, so Mandika. I wanted to flip like a stereotype about Africa on its head. Mm. Because when we were young, Africa was seen as like, you know, very impoverished, can't grow anything, like charities going all the way up. And I've really feel the last, like, even like the last five years, Africa's really stepped up and is no longer seen as, like, just a completely, you know, hostile, you know, impoverished region. That is still going on, I accept that fully, but it's kind of doing better, much better as a continent. And I wanted to reflect that. I didn't want this to be, like, a miserable portrayal of Africa. I wanted to be hopeful. So my idea, the concept of the Mandika region, how it relates to everything else in the pokey earth, is it is the it's basically the green belt. This is where a lot of farming and industry goes on for the rest of the regions okay. in the Pokey Earth. So a lot of food is grown here, a lot of manufacturing, a lot of minerals, which is true of Africa, but they're just, you know the other regions are self sustaining, but when they need excess, this is their They've main gone to exporting. The Mandica region. This is the big exporting region of the other ones. So, um the professor uh, I will stick to the same uh, thing, but I just want to talk through uh, Professor Acacia, which is the big savanna trees uh, in South Africa. Uh, she is black, so two thirds we've never had before, I believe. Um, we have we had a female professor. We might have had one. Yeah, we had Professor Juniper. Of course we did. Um, we never had a black one. We have. So boom, um, she's an expert on Pokemon adaptations. That's her region of specialty. This okay. ties into a large amount of. Um, environmental evolutions for both new and old Pokemon. So a bit like Darwinist. Yes, exactly. Because the other thing about Mandika is it's kind of hypothesised and local legend is this is where Pokemon came into being. Okay. So it's like, we'll get to it later in the story that kind of goes more into that. But yeah, it's a big greeting ground for the best part of what I thought was Sinnoh's thing of new cool evolutions for your old favourite Pokemon. Sweet. There's a lot of them coming up. I down. tried to introduce those and it didn't work. See, I... I got as far as going, can I have Gorachu? No. No. We all really like the Unova model, but I also really wanted to just pay tribute to all the Pokemon. So, um, as I said, I will talk you through this. There are a few things I'm going to mention later on in the story that relate to the region. I have got the map here. It's on Google Maps at the moment. I will hopefully endeavour to get a... Um, like a shareable link? Yes, and there'll be a more cartoony version out of what you did Amazing. coming up very soon. So, um, you will start down in Mossel Bay, which is down at the bottom of South Africa. Yep. Uh, it's not a very well-known town, but this is called Sif Village. Because Sif. I, I couldn't do a South African region and not make at least one joke about the Sif African accent. Jesus Christ. So this is, because in the south of the country, this is Sif, Sif Village. Sif Village. It's felt like Sif with an E in the middle. I see. So this Sif. is your starter town. 
where you're going to get three of your new starters from Professor Acacia. They are based on the national animal of South Africa, which is the springbok, the national bird of South Africa, which is the blue crane. And I was going to base it on the national fish, but it's this really boring, just brown-ass fish. <laughs> so I went, no, we're going to use a buffalo. So your uh, grass starter is the blue crane. Odd, because it's you know, called the blue crane. You think it'd be water, but no. Um, it's going to be um, a originally a grass-flying type uh, called Crute. And it's going to be a little green, like, baby bird. You can't really tell it's a crane at this point. And where its tail feathers are, they have quite big tail feathers. It's just, like, blades of grass okay. where a tail would be. How are you spelling crute? Uh, C-R-U-T-E. So it's crane plus cute. Crute. And so when you see a bird skeleton, you know they've got basically, like, hands yeah, yeah, yeah. for wings, the bones along on it. Those will be grass blades. So okay. interlaced with the feathers, you'll see grass going along it. Uh, it will then evolve into grain. G-R-A-N-E, grain plus crane, and it will have, like, wheat sheaves coming out of its so tail feathers. grain. Grain. And it will have, um, just think, like, big green sheaves of, like, wheat. Yeah. They will replace the grass on the feathers and the thing. And then its final form, this will hint at what the um, link between the trio is and their final evolution, is going to be a grass water type called craning. Oh. Crane plus raining. raining. Uh, I see what you're doing here. Um, so it's going to be um, the biggest of these three Pokemon. It's they're all three of them are green, but this one has a blue underbelly and a bit of blue in the wings and on its head as well. Um, and where there was grass and wheat, there is no reeds because they're a water dwelling yeah. plant and running along the uh, running along the feathers you're as well. Bastard. I know what a big bugger. Um, so that's your grass type. Your fire type is based on the Springbok. Yep. Um, it will originally be called Sprigbok. So a springbok with the N, mm-hmm. and it's a little red springbok with red chilies for horns. Okay. Right? Uh, it evolves into Springer, which is a bigger red springbok with bigger, more prominent red um, chili horns, um, and spiralised hooves for jumping. Oh, so, it's, it's springs, literally yeah. springbok. Yeah. Ah, it's good. Springer. I like it. And then its final evolution, a fire grass type, <laughs> is called Spiri Spiri. Oh my god. Because you might not know this, but Nando's was founded in South Africa, not <laughs> Portugal. So it will be called Spiri Spiri, and it will Spiri have Piri. huge red and green chilies for yeah. horns, like the chili that Homer eats that sends him insane. Yeah. So, like red, like a green spiral running up it. And where its tail was is now a vine of chilies. Coming off of it. And yes, it's red, but it's got a bit of green accentuation on oh it as well. Oh my god, the cheeky Pokemon. I know. And then you have uh, the buffalo, the water buffalo, mm-hmm. as your water Pokemon. Yeah. Um, the original, the first evolution will be called Bufflo, B-U-F-F-L-O-W. As in buffalo and float? Yes, flow, yeah. as in oh, water flow. Water flow. Yeah. So it's a little blue, big puffy um, buffalo. You can't see its eyes. It's just full of hair. Like a Mareep, but blue yeah. and a buffalo. And it just got water constantly dripping off of it and like running through its fur and dripping down the on the floor. Pokemon. Uh, don't say the moist Pokemon. Sorry. Uh, then you have Buffog, the second evolution, which is a bigger buffalo. You can see its eyes now. And it has like a veil of mist around it at all Ooh. times, like it's evaporating off it. And then your With final one... Or? Yeah, basically. Like, it's just hovering around it, um, just above it and around it. Your final evolution, the water fire type, is Buffoil. Buffalo plus Boil. 
And he's a bipedal buffalo. He's still got blue, but he's got red hooves and hands and horns with steam evaporating from them. Shit, so it's a bit cool. like Volcanion, but yeah, yeah, water plus fire equals steam. So he's going to have steam pouring off of it. So that's my concept for your starters. Is you basically annul all type advantage because <laughs> yeah. they all kind of cancel each other out. Plus there's never been, other than Volcanion, a fire water type. Um, other than the uh, Lotad line, there's never been a grass water type. And there's never been a... Um, fire grass? A fire grass type. Wow. So I wanted to do that for you. First. So those are your starters. You will then make your way to the first town, which is Port Victoria, down here, which we're just going to switch. This is the only unoriginal name I have. It's just called Port Victoria instead oh, of Port Elizabeth. I see. Swapping um, the monarch. We're swapping the monarch, yeah. Um, so this is your first town. It's a port city with a large fishing trade. So this is where all the fish farming happens. This is where the first gym in. Within the docks, you will take on a water gym for your first batch. Um, let me just check. We both have water gyms first. We up. do. Let me just check where my story comes in. Don't think my story starts until we get to a bit later on. Um, yes, you do. Okay. So bear with. I didn't combine my towns with my story. Um, you will then come up another route, kind of hugging the um, east coast of South Africa, coming up to Durban, which okay. is here, uh, which is called Zoltan City. Now, what I've done for the vast majority of the town names is combine the town name itself with a tribe that was originally in that area. Okay. So this is the Zulu tribe plus Durban to become Zoltan City. Oh. And that is the basically the, way, the main naming convention for all of the towns cool. and cities. Um, so this is the third town you get to. Um, no, it isn't. It's the second <laughs> town you come to. I've read ahead. Uh, it's a major shopping town with a huge outdoor market, which they do have in Durban. Um, but it's also got a bit of a gang problem because Durban is a little bit seedy, apparently. Um, so your second gym is in like a back alley hangout for um, <laughs> criminals, and it's a dark type gym. Very team school. Yes. Now, this is where the story kicks in. So you will be scrolling down a page to find the bit where you talk. Um, you'll bump into a businessman called McCarthy. I wish I had a more original naming convention, but I've just gone with Benny McCarthy, the second most famous South African footballer there is. Um, uh, you meet him in the market of Zoltan City after earning your second badge. Uh, he's very impressed, so he's the one that gives you the XP share and says he's always on the lookout for talented young trainers. Um, he says, one day, the player, you may earn a scholarship um, to come and visit him in his region, which is called the Naibasa region, um, which is up north of Mandika. It's based on Kenya. The name is a com combination of Nairobi and Mombasa, the two biggest cities in Kenya. So he just mentioned, you know, you might one day get a scholarship to come and learn in my country. Um, that'll bring it to there. So no real sign of an evil team this early on. But we will go to... Oh, yours was so much more seamless, Michael. This is annoying. Oh, no, we meet them in the next turn. It's fine. <laughs> you will come then across the uh, island. You will go west. Yep. Now, you will notice that in the middle of South Africa is the country of Lesotho. Completely landlocked. That's within... how you pronounce it. Yeah, Lesotho. Lesotho. Completely landlocked within South Africa. Yeah. It was originally part of South Africa and then broke away. Um, we will come back to this. But basically, it's all walled off. Okay. With a, a kind of hyper bullet train around the outside, so you take the you go completely around this. You can you, battle people on the train. You've made it, Wakanda, haven't you? You don't know that, Michael. That's what you've done. <laughs> don't skip ahead. <laughs> don't ruin it for people at home. Sorry. So you kind of skip around um, Lesotho, which does have a name. 
Mitchell Gibson came away. <laughs> but Michael's already beaten me there, so yep. that's fine. <laughs> you uh, said it's I called Wakutu. Oh, I wonder what that's going to be about. You cheeky bastard. So you come around Lakutu. Yeah. Wakutu, even. Wakutu. Wakutu. To come to the next town, which is based on... Um, oh, this one's hard to that's say. A big name. Um, Blofantine? Blomofantine? That one. That one. Um, it's, yeah, it's Blow called Sotholo's Town. This is uh, the Sutu... Sorry. Um, yeah, Sotholo Town, but it's the Sutu tribe. And yeah, that's yes, what that's I see based what you've on. Done. I see what you've done. Cool. Um, this is the third town you're going to get to after getting the train around Wakutu. It's the garden city uh, with a big trade in flower farming. Blaufontein is known as the City of Roses. So your third gym is basically in the middle of a flower meadow maze, and it's a grass uh, gym. This is where you'll have your first uh, encounter with the evil team. They are called Team Wrath, and you find them burning flowers. Um, Bastards. Yep, you and the gym leader fight them off. Um, You find out that no one's heard of this team before. They have literally showed up overnight. You have no idea where they've come from. From um, Safalos Town, you will go uh, to further west, where you'll come to the town of, uh, in real life, Kimberley, which is called uh, Swana Town, based on the Swana tribe. Um, it's basically modern-looking houses made out of mud. So, okay. like, looking at, like, their mud huts in their building material, but they look like ultra-modern <laughs> houses. Um, and it also has a large diamond mining industry. Kimberley is actually where the De Beer Diamond, diamond Company ah, was founded. That's interesting. So, your fourth gym is a ground-type gym within the diamond mine. Nice. This is where you meet the leader of Team Raff. His name is Pinar, named after Stephen Pinar, the first most famous South African footballer. Pinar. Yeah. Um, he's in the diamond mine... Um, he's kind of dressed in like dirty mismatched clothes um, and he warns you not to interfere in his plan as he wants nothing more than to see the Mandika region fall for what they did to him and his friends. Mm. That's basically all we kind of get from them. Um, we will then... Well, so we've got our fourth badge. We are then going to go north. Fourth oh. badge, sorry. What was that one? Wait, so we've got Port Victoria, first Water, dark. Water, dark. Grass. Grass. And then we've got the grain badge in the diamond yes, mine. Yes, apologies, yes. So we are then... Now, you can choose to go up to something called the uh, the Harshi Desert. This is based on the Kalahari Desert. Okay. Up here. Harshi. Um, which is blocked off the first time you get it. So you can't go to the route, but there's a sandstorm blowing. Yeah. It expands after the eighth badge. Okay. So you can come back to this. Um, I will come back to this later on. Yeah. Um, so instead, you go north up to what is Johannesburg. Um, which in this is called the Pondersburg city, based on the Pondo tribe. And the Johannesburg, yeah. Yes, so fifth town, it's a big industrial manufacturing city. Johannesburg is South Africa's industrial city, say Birmingham. Um, The fifth gym is inside a car production factory. It's a steel-type gym. Um, This is where you encounter Team Raf. Again, they keep cropping up again. They're they're, They're clearly not planning all that much in depth they're just turning up and kind of ransacking places right um you unsuccessfully stop them stealing materials from the factories mm-hmm. um and they kind of you you battle them but it's made clear that they've made off in one of the cars with materials that they needed right literally um, stolen it off the line yes they literally awesome. nicked it and then broke so this means that you're basically free to go up to where pretoria is which is very close to johannesburg i yep. never knew this uh, this is Pedoria City, based on the Pedi tribe. 
the sixth town, this is the academic city. There's a lot of universities in Pretoria. Uh, the sixth gym is inside one of the universities. It's a psychic gym because they're all very intelligent. Nice. Um, this is where you have another encounter with Team Raph. Wouldn't you know it? Um, you face them inside one of the universities where you basically bumped into group grunts. Ugh. Grunts. Grunts reading up on stuff in the libraries. <laughs> you literally walk up to them bugging hand and go, oh, God, and they just took a, <laughs> a zoo bat at you. Um, so... You meet them here, and you're facing off against admins. They are scared off because McCarthy turns back up from the early city, and you team up and clear them all out. Yeah. Um, McCarthy happened to be in the university at the time. Uh, again, they've gone. No trace of them. You can't really chase after them. You don't know what they're doing, so you're free to carry on. Uh, you go up at this point yep. from... Uh, sorry, no, you go west at this point. Right. East! I always get east and west mixed up. That's not going to get confusing. West. You're going east to uh, Bombella Town? Mombella Town. Mombella Town. Which we're going to call uh, Sonna City, named after the Songa tribe. Okay. Uh, this is the seventh town. It is a timber and woodworking town. Cool. Um, and you'll get your seventh gym battle uh, in a timber yard where you're up against a fighting type yeah. uh, trainer who's obviously a fighting type because he just chops the trees down barehanded. <laughs> He's a big guy. Um, so after finishing this uh, gym battle, something happens, wouldn't you know? My well, God. I've got to scroll down. Do you scroll um, So after the battle, you hear a huge explosion and you rush to the nearby National Park, which is over here. Okay. It's the Kruger National Park, which is named the Leo National Park in this, named after a wrestler called Leo Kruger, who has since retired. But I, he's the only thing I know called Kruger other than Freddy. So I went with the Leo National Park. Um, now, this is the kind of the closest thing I have to a unique concept. The routes between these, I have not gone into detail about the routes at all, but they would be very big open areas. Yeah. With almost you, like Breath of the Wild. Almost exactly like that, okay. yeah. So the routes themselves would be pretty big, but there's three major open areas. Leo National Park is one of them, the Harshi Desert is another one, and there's a third one in the post game. That would be like, think the Great Plateau if it was right that level of exploration. When there's no real set paths or anything, you can just go and explore to your heart's content yeah. using your Pokemon Rider system to kind of traverse the landscape. You will get here and discover that Team Raph have basically blown a hole in the middle of the National Park. Um, and you find Pinar outside the hole looking like shocked, like shell shocked, like, mm. oh my God. He just keeps saying, we didn't mean it, we didn't mean for this to happen, we don't know what's going on. You go into the hole to find McCarthy. Um, he has been orchestrating the whole thing and using Team Raph as basically a front for his nefarious ends. Right. He reveals that whilst the Mandika region prospered with all of these great farming things that they've been doing, his region, the Naibasa region, has floundered mm. and just hasn't been able to take advantage in the same way that Mandika has. He will not let his region be second best, so he unleashes the box legendary. <laughs> we haven't mentioned him up until this point. We haven't. But here we go. So as much as I said I want this to be a positive representation of um, Africa, of modern day Africa, this is where I wanted to play on something that has like, stereotypically plagued the landscape. Right. So your two box legendaries represent like two of the like hard conditions that affect African um, farming and agriculture. One is based on drought. He's called um, Droughtine, which is a combination of drought and famine, which, you know, drought causes famine. Uh, he's a fighting ground Pokemon, 
he's the personification of drought. He's a humanoid gorilla um, who looks like he's made out of like cracked clay. Right. So do you remember the Top Gear episode where they actually went to the Kalahari Desert? Yes. And it's that kind of like almost like tiled look to the clay. Yeah. He looks like that, but he's got deeper cracks within him that look like tribal tattoos. Okay. So, yeah, he's a ground fighting type. Um, he has a new ability called Scorcher, which pairs up fire type moves. Okay. Which essentially makes him a triple type. We've seen this once before. This is in canon. Have we? Uh, Delmise is a ghost grass Pokemon, but mm-hmm. has the ability Steel Worker that boosts steel type moves oh. and basically makes it a stab level boost. So he's essentially a three-type Pokemon. Sweet. So that's what we're doing here. I would nickname him Haram Clay. Anyway, carry on. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Oh, that's annoying. Um, so he's your one-box legendary. The other thing I forgot to mention, I haven't got game names. I could... Oh. I was a, there is something I can do if we base it on the post-game yeah. story... But I didn't want to do that. You I didn't want to call them point, Pokemon Death and Pokemon Famine, basically. basically. <laughs> well, I got to the end of the story, and I thought, well, if I swap the stories over and make the post-game the main one, I've got a better name for the games, mm. but the plot suffers. So, which is just the Mandika region, that's all you need to know. I will one day think of game names. Okay. The other one, the other box legendary, is called Pestilage, based on pestilence and sewage. Yes. So, dirty water being a big problem in Africa. Uh, he's a water dark type. He's a personification of dirty water. He's a humanoid hyena with black... Wait, is it black wiggly or purple liquid? Oh, black liquid tribal tattoos. So they reflect each other in that way that they kind of... They look horrible, but they've got these really cool, awesome tribal tattoos yeah. over them made of either cracks in clay... Like ornate versions of just awfulness really yes exactly yeah. that. that mixture of beauty and uh, ugliness that's yes yeah, so cool. he's a water dark type but his ability toxicity powers up poison moves so, so it makes him a triple type as well yes exactly that so the story goes that these two pokemon ravaged the land early on um, in the like, founding of the mandika region they are the reason that you know pokemon fled this region to go elsewhere because these two just ruined the region mm. And that's when the Trio Master, who we'll be introduced to in a minute... Trio Master? Yes. Okay, as in Would you, like, Think of it like... Um, think of it like... Oh, my God, why... Well, Just Trio name. as in three? Yes. Okay, cool. Think of it like um, Hoenn. Okay. So you've got Rayquaza, yes. Kyogre, and um, Groudon. Yes. Three, but there's clearly a Master in there. Rayquaza yeah. goes over the two of them. Cool. It was this... Um, third Pokemon that basically saved the region is why it's as prosperous as it is now. So, basically, once they unleash this Pokemon, all hell goes loose. Again, much like when they release Groudon or Kyogre, it has Earth-changing, region-changing um, effects. So, one second, I've just got to find my place. Where is my place? There <laughs> is my place. Um... You see, so as you commit the hole, you see the devastation. Like the plains that you were in in the Leo National Park, if it's droughtine, have either been completely dried up and it's now a desert, or everything is dead because pestilage has been um, released. The Pokemon is working its way down to um, Pedoria Town, mm-hmm. um, so he's just carving his way from the Leo National Park down. Um, you are summoned um, back to Zoltan City down here by Professor um, Acacia. Um, and when you get back here, now if you go anywhere else on the map, you can fly to everywhere other than Pedoria, this route, and back to Leo once you leave. Yeah. 
everywhere you go, you will see their farming thing completely ruined. So you yeah. see all the flowers are dead, or they've all just dried up. The diamond mine has collapsed, or it's flooded, etc., etc., etc. So everywhere you go, you will see problems. Yeah. With one exception, which is when you go back to Zoltan City, which has actually got better since you left it. Like all the gangs left one day; right. they just disappeared overnight, and no one's really sure where they've gone. But they don't particularly care because the city's now. Thriving. It's the, the dark town, was it? Yes. yes. The market is drying up, but no one seems to care because all their gangs have gone. It's fantastic. Um, she reveals through the cutscene the kind of um, the history I just told you of the box legendaries ruining the town. And um, this was when an ancient tribesman, one of the early settlers of Mandika, unleashed this third Pokemon that basically banished one of the box legendaries, the one that isn't on your game. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not there and imprisoned the other one underneath Leo National Park, and then built the National Park over the top of it. It is now your being tasked with going to find this legendary Pokemon, while she and all the other gym leaders are basically trying to stop the trail of destruction between here and Pedoria Town. So you're now after the third legendary. Yes. Nice. So you will go to something called the Mandika Cradle. It is just outside of uh, Johannesburg. I completely mm-hmm. forgot the name of what Johannesburg is meant to be called. Podoraburg? Predoriaburg. Something like that. Yeah. Podoburg. Whatever Johannesburg's called. <laughs> uh, it's just outside there. It's called the Mandika Cradle and it's based on the Cradle of Humanity which is where they found the earliest example of humankind. Yeah. You go in there and earlier when you went there there was a stone statue of the Pokemon called Bentapure which is this big jaguar. Uh, it's like a frozen in time. But now you've got there, the statue was made of petrified wood. And when you went and stood it in front of it earlier, nothing happened. But now as you walk up to it, it breaks open to reveal Bentapure, this big green um, jaguar. Think of it like the one from Coco. It hasn't okay. got wings, but it's this giant, big, green, impressive-looking fucking jaguar. Yeah. It's amazing. Um you don't fight it. You can't catch it, basically. You have to battle it to prove your worth. Yeah. Um, once defeated, it will just bow to you and then dart off. No, it don't. I've just read the sentence. <laughs> I got that wrong. Uh, it bows to you, but then the other box legendary has caught up to you. The one from your box? Yes. Okay, cool. He's here. He's come to attack Bounty Pure. So, basically, you are facing... McCarthy has come with it. You are facing McCarthy whilst these two Pokemon are battling around you. Right. So in like the, the battle scene, you will see either Droughtine or Pestilence <laughs> fighting Bountapure in the background. That's awesome. Battering each other. Um, you defeat McCarthy, um, but Bountapure is defeated by the box legendary. Um, oh no, this is panic. It's up to you to defeat it. You defeat your box legendary... And uh, once defeated, it basically disappears. Either into a cloud of dust, if it's droughting, it'll just like, like, um, think the rage of the Lost Ark. You just yeah, yeah. So it's, you can't catch it at this point. No, or it just melts if it's pestilage. Um, Bounty Pure also leaves. Um, and at this point, this is where you have an option. You can either then go straight to the Pokemon League, which we'll get to in a second, or you can go back to Leo National Park, go into the hole, and that's where you'll find the Pokemon. Um, restoring its energy and you can go and capture it at that point so you can go and get the box legendary before you go and battle uh, the Pokemon League now let me just make sure I haven't missed off the H badge because I feel like I have um, do ba do 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 we need to get to Pokemon yes. 
So, when you've gone back to Leo National Park, as it will kind of dictates, like, you could go back there and catch your box Pokemon, wouldn't that be cool? You then go west to our last town up north, which is called, um, in real life, is Polokwane Town, which is going to be called Venwane Town, named after the Vendor tribe. Um, it is the eighth town, it has the eighth gym badge in there. This is basically the big export city. Yep. It's got the airport they use to transport all the goods to the other regions. Okay. And you face the flying type gym leader inside the airport. He's mm-hmm. basically the airport controller. Cool. Now, at this point, you can travel back through all the region. Yep. And you're going to Cape Town. Right. Down on the south coast, um, which is called... Um, Cossetti Town, named after the Cossa tribe. Cool. I'm trying to do the click thing, but I can't quite do it. Um, it is the most modern city in Mandika. Um, and it's kind of it's a very big town, but the Pokemon League isn't actually there. It's on Table Mountain, which here is called uh, Mensa Mountain, um, which is African for the table, because there is a constellation called the Mensa Constellation of Stars, named after Table Mountain. Nice. And it is up here where you will fight the Elite Four. Cool. So you can just fly straight there or you can work your way back down. Yeah. I should point out, once you've escaped uh, the Leo National Park and flown yeah. back to Durban, you can't actually use fly. You right. have to go back through the through the routes to get back to uh, Pondesbeg Town to go and fight Bonsai. That's so you can go and see how you the can... town's been ravaged. Exactly. Because yeah. I don't want to put all that effort into coding and then not have people go and look at all the cool stuff. Yeah, basically. Anyway, your um, Elite Four are a safari trainer... Um, I will tell you what a main Pokemon is, but I haven't got round to it yet. Um, your second trainer is an archaeologist. Your third trainer is um, a prince from uh, Wakutu. <laughs> and the other one is the member of a of a head council, also from Wakutu. Okay. Your final um, test, I've kind of just pulled this from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yep. You're facing Professor Acacia yep. as a champion. Now, they've all got special Pokemon, but I all need to explain them in a second, so okay. we'll loop back round to the Elite Four. Right, just to wrap up a few things about the region, there's a lot of post-game stuff going on. Oh, God. So you can go back up here to the Harshi Desert. It opens after the 8th badge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you're going to get mega evolutions for every single fossil Pokemon that there is. Cool. Aerodactyl's the only one with a minute. But we're bringing Mega Evolutions back in a big way. Every single one of them has a stone that you can find in here. Quick question, sorry. Do the Elite Four have types? Um, no, they don't. They're basically representing their regions. Okay, just double-checking. Yes, sorry, I should have so, mentioned Mega that. Evos in the desert. Yes. So, um, you know what? I'm going to leave certain aspects of this for a little while because okay. I'm going to come back to post-game because there's two really big things I want to mention. So this is where we can talk about Pokemon. This is cool. Sweet. And we get to look at some Fakemon. We are going to get to look at some Fakemon. Now, um, this might take a while. Okay. Because um, obviously Africa is abundant with animals. Yes. So I'll start with brand new Pokemon first. Excuse me. Your early staple Pokemon, your early rodent Pokemon even, is uh, based on the forest shrew. It will be called Shrort, which is just a little tiny shrew that's got a bit of an inferiority complex. So then you have Shrunted, which is its evolution, <laughs> which is a shrew that eats a lot of crops in the area that you find it and just becomes a big, fat, flipping shrew. <laughs> um, my, uh, oh, this is my favourite one. The early bird Pokemon you get is based on the ostrich. We have had Doduo, but it just hasn't got two heads. Its first evolution isn't actually a flying type. It's just a normal bird that really wants to fly, much yeah. like Bagon. Uh, it's called Ostwill. 
it evolves into Ost... No, sorry, the first one's called Ostwill, the second one's called Ostville. It is a normal flying type, and it's basically an ostrich de- dressed in, like, old 1920s aviator gear. She's got the <laughs> helmet and, like, the goggles made out of... And, like, a feather scarf around oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Their naming convention is based after Wilbur the... Wilbur Yeah. The Wright brothers. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. Because it learns to fly. Isn't that lovely? Um, the early Pikachu clone is based on something called the Hyrax, which is, like, this little stupid rodent with two fangs. It's a really dopey looking thing. So it's called Ratarax. It's an electric dark type. It basically looks like an ugly, fat, brown Pikachu. <laughs> um, it has fangs, but it looks like it's been electrocuted. So its fur's always like stood on end, um, which is why it's so angry at the world. I love it. My early bug type Pokemon, um, I'm just going to turn this round slightly uh, so Maggle can see some lovely. stuff. It's based on the shield bug. The shield okay. bug is a v- cool endemic species please let this open it does open this is what the shield bug looks like it's this big this one can look like an actual poke okay yeah so it's going to be based on uh, the early evolution is called shride mm. which is a combination of um, shield and hide and it's basically a bug type that's just covered itself with like twigs and stuff it can find on the ground to yep. like hide and camouflage itself it's a little meek little thing like a wind pod basically yeah uh, it then evolves into Shilter, which is a combination of Shield and Shelter. Cool. Uh, which is the cocoon stage, which looks like a mud hut, if a mud hut was a cocoon for a bug type Pokemon. Okay. And its fully evolved form is called Shizulu, which is a bug rock type based on the Zulu shield. Ah, I know so, what those look like. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, good. Okay, I don't need to show you that That's one. That's awesome. It's more than Mega Evolutions I need to show you the uh, Fakemon for. Cool. My early fish Pokemon uh, is based on something called the Sandelia, which is a a fish that can survive on land for short amounts of time. It can actually... It's got an organ in its head that allows it to breathe oxygen. Oh, shit. And it climbs up the bank. So I thought, oh, my God, that's a hell of a combination, a bug and a rock climber. Um, so his first Pokemon is called Oxish, um, which is oxygen fish. Uh, it's a water ground type. It's based on climbing fishes. It's primarily blue, but has, like, beige highlights. Mm-hmm. Its fins are, like, um, climbing axes. And they go like 360 degrees. <laughs> so it like pedals itself out the ground. And if you get hit, yeah, it's exactly. your fault. <laughs> uh, it then evolves into Climbank. Climbank. Like it. Uh, water ground type. Um, it's primarily beige this time with blue highlights. Um, it's got seaweed tied around it like a climbing rope. <laughs> um, it caught me off guard. Uh, sorry. And it's got two like um, additional fins at its side mm. that look a bit like chalk bags. <laughs> Which rock climbers have, and that's why the ends of its fins are white and stuff. So that's my early fish type Pokemon, which you could catch on the land, which I thought would be quite good for a fish type. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, I've got one more um, staple Pokemon, which is my regional dragon Pokemon. Uh, Have you seen um, American Gods? No. Okay, right. There is um, one of them representing there is based on Anansi, which is like the spider deity in. in Africa, it's basically a trickster god, like a Loki type. Okay. Um, so this would be based on that. I know I said dragon and then said spider. Ooh. Oh, no. Um, the first one is called Spideful, um, <laughs> which is uh, a spider. It has gold accents and then uses webbing as, like, clothing. Spideful basically uses its webbing to hide its face um, because people know it's a trickster. So it kind of, like, it's annoyed about always thinking it's up to no good. So it basically hides its face and it's yeah. a bit angry at the world. It's a bug dark Pokemon. It then evolves into Derceive. Spider Derceive. Yep. Um, 
which uses its webbing to like mimic fancy a fancy scarf and fancy clothing uh, and it has a cape it looks a bit artificial this cape but it has one um, and it can stand on its back four legs so it's slightly it's not bipedal but it can stand upright it's half pedal yes and it's always smiling um, you then find out that this cape was actually hiding its um, evolving wings because then it evolves into Jarachnid. <laughs> I like the name. Which is a freaking spider dragon with webbed wings. Ah, uh, And cool. yeah, this is the best deviant art I could find for a combination of a spider and a dragon. I want to see this. Um, this would be my spider dragon. That's fucking horrifying. Isn't that, it wouldn't be that terrifying, obviously, oh, but isn't that a hell of a thing? That is dreadful. Yes. So that's what I want. A spider dragon. Hell yes. Now, here's some ideas I have for new Pokemon. Okay. Um... I'm going to come back to that one because it's something to do with the post-game. Um, snakes, obviously, quite prominent in Africa. Yep. So I've got... Basically, you start off... This is basically the EV of snake Pokemon. It's called Snadapt. <laughs> I love um, it. It's just a basic-ass brown, bog-standard snake. Uh, it's smiley, and it's just a normal poison type. Yeah. And it evolves... It's a trade evolution that evolves with holding special patterned cloths. So if you have the river pattern, it'll evolve into Sliriver which is a poison water type. Uh, it's got an oar-shaped head. So like, like an oar-right side, like yeah. a snake head. Uh, and a very rigid body in the shape of a longboat. This is based on the brain water snake. <laughs> uh, if it's holding a, a leaf pattern cloth, it evolves into lethal. Lethal, uh, fuck's uh, sake. Which is a poison grass type. Um, it looks like a string of leaves, basically. Yeah. Like, a, like a vine, together. essentially. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, based on the green mamba. Uh, if it's holding a carpet pattern, it turns into Carpython, um, which is a flat... The power of upholstery! Oh, it's amazing. It's a poison flying type. Flying so carp. It's, it's got a body... Like, it's got its head, but then it's got a carpet for a body, and then a little <laughs> tail off the back, um, which it flies like a magic carpet. Oh, this is based on the carpet viper. Yeah. Because um, Africa does include Egypt, <laughs> tangentially, so it's fine. Um, if it's holding a lightning pattern one, it'll evolve into Boomsling, a poison electric like type, uh, which is an electric blue snake with a lightning bolt running down um, its um, body and lightning-shaped fangs um, as well. Um, it is based on the Boomslang, and if it's holding the mysterious pattern, mm. ooh, it evolves into Marimamba. Uh, which is a poison dark type. It is an oily, like, black as night snake with just two very thin red eyes mm. um, that used its smooth movements to distract prey. Like this, it's placed on the Black Mamba. Cool. Because I was thinking, like, in um, Megamind, the Black Mamba. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, that's my favourite have... one so far. Um, now, uh, I will just list off other Pokemon, other animals we could do Pokemon on. Yep. Zebra, hippo, dolphin, lion, rhino, leopard, humpback whale, penguin, whale shark, great white shark, tiger shark, scorpion, aardvark, warthogs, meerkats, bush babies, pangolins, porcupines, the wasp spider, the twig mantis, the tarantula hawk, something that eats tarantulas. Jesus. It's not even a bird, it's a bug. Uh, the red-headed imaga lizard, the leopard tortoise, the bat-eared fox... The Galduin, which is the national feature of South Africa that I rejected. Yep. The Shy Shark, the Pajama Shark, the Incanayambe. Oh, that's a um, a cryptid alongside okay. Shadow People, also another famous cryptid from South Africa. Right. And the 
Tarkolashi, which I think is like this mythical water fish. Okay. Pokemon. Cool. Cool. Okay. So, with those out of the way, if you go to the Harshi Desert, mm. this is basically where a lot of... Well, so this is where all the fossil Pokemon get their mega evolution. Yeah. There are two new fossil Pokemon. One is based on the Spinosaurus, which is Africa's most famous dinosaur. Nice. Um, its first evolution, it's going to be in a rock electric type, is going to be called Velocisaur. Nice. Uh, it's a small raptor with a lightning bolt streak down its side and like electrics, electricity sparks between its fangs. And it's got its mouth shaped a bit like a crocodile clip, a bit like Manectronic. Mm. It then evolves, oh boy, into a spinometer. <laughs> now, the fully evolved, think of the sail on the back of a Spinosaurus. Yeah. So Jurassic Park 3 is a Spinosaurus, big sail thing. Yeah. It looks like a power gauge or a fuel gauge. And uh, Spinometer has these two red horns next to it. And when it uses its electric type moves, the horns move as to look like the needle on a speedometer <laughs> going... <laughs> and it glows um, electric. So imagine if a Spinosaurus was an electric type, mainly like uh, yellow coloured, and those two red spot horns move when it loses electric types. That was my idea for that. I like how you've gone with the um, the speedometer thing. I th- I thought you just got the wrong word on Velocisaur. I thought you meant to say Voltasaur or something like no, that. No, Velocity. I get it. I get and it. Spinometer. I like it. Then you have uh, a Kendrosaurus, which is a type like a Stegosaurus, basically, but okay. the closest African equivalent. This is going to be a rock ghost type. Uh, Tombsteg <laughs> is the first it. evolution. It's a small Stegosaurus with patterns that look like bones. So basically, it looks like a bit like a cue bone, but it's patterned. It's not an actual skull right. on its head. It's like it's wearing like skirts yeah. and pajamas. Yeah, like it's painted a, like a skull on its head, and its stegs, the, the spines along its back, look like tombstones. Mm. Then it's fully evolution. Kentagram, um, right? Is the, right. So the fully evolved version basically looks like a skeleton from the waist up. So it's half its head is now an actual skull. Jesus, it has no eyes. It just it's a skull. Oh God! So basically, the the top half of it is decomposed. Yeah. So it's like an actual out skeleton with oh, skeletal God. spines down it, but it's still alive because the bottom half looks like a normal stegosaurus. Yeah. So it's a ghost rock type. Nice. So there is. I know. If you go to um, if you go to the Google Docs, I have got what I would ideally pick for all my mega evolutions. Okay, Kabutops. Is there yeah. any on there you would like to have a look at, Muggle? Um, I will let... save it for the interest of time because oh. we've got a lot of Pokemon to go. Can we just through. kind of just look at Mega Bastiodon? You can Bast- have a look at Bastiodon? Bastiodon. Mega Bastiodon. I will describe it for people at home. This is what Mega Bastiodon to look like. He basically looks like he's got a castle for a face. That's fucking rad. A big old steel thing. I love it. None of these are mine again. These are all fake mon, but please do peruse all of them at your leisure. I have one for every single fossil Pokemon. Nice. But there are, of course, other dinosaur-shaped Pokemon that exist in the world mm-hmm. that aren't fossil-type Pokemon. Chief among which is Trophius. Ah, Trophius. Which will turn into Titanopus. Ooh. Um, which is now going to be the new biggest Pokemon. It's okay. going to overtake Whale Lord. Nice. And it's basically going to look like this. It's going. To, its wings are what give it its size. Yeah. So it's going to look like basically a big um, Trophius, but the wings have grown and basically have fruit hanging off them. Jesus. Yeah, it's going to it. be absolutely huge. It's because it looks. It already looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. It's based on. Um, it's actually based on the Makeli Mbele, okay. which is this like cryptid Brachiosaurus that's in rural Africa that people spot. Basically, they're Loch Ness monster. Yeah. It's based on that. Um, so, yep, that's that one. Um, Surviper will get an evolution Ooh. into Savannaper, which nice. is based on the fifty-foot Congo snake. Jesus. 
Um, Zangoose, obviously, will also get an evolution yep. called Zaganda, based on the Nandi bear, which is an ancient bear. Cool. Uh, Lapras will become Laplice. Um, Laplease, even. Laplease. Based on a plesiosaur. Oh, that's yes, cool. Yes, you, you want to see the new Lapras? I do want to see the new I'll Lapras. I'll show you the new Lapras. It's basically augmented Lapras with ice, an ice horn and um, oh, ice spikes coming out of its yeah, back. Yeah, I'm yes. about that. Um, there is one for Sudawudo, which becomes Entropy. Oh. This is based on a cryptid of a dead tree. God. That basically is this terrifying thing. Hopefully this is a good picture of it. Basically, it's a tree that oh, has wow. that looks like it's bleeding. It does. And anything that comes near it dies. Oh, God. So it would be a rock ghost type, I think. Is that what I made it? Rock no, poison. it was a rock poison type. That's ah. it. So, yeah, you peel underneath the bark of this tree and it's dead wood. Oh, God. Yeah. Dunsparce finally gets evolution, Yay! and it becomes Dunspectral, a normal dragon type, <laughs> okay, which is just a big, impressive-looking Dunsparce. Really? Which looks like oh this. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Look at him. Looks like fucking Falcor. Never-ending story? Yeah. Yeah, I know a thing. Um, so that's Dunsparce gets one. Well, I'll speed through a few of them. Yep. Relicanth is getting one. He's going to become Relentless. Love it. Relentless, based on the Dunkelsaur, uh, the Dunkleus... Yep, Dunkleus. Dunkleus? Which is basically just aggressive, angry-looking relicanth. Fun. Here he is. Wait for it. Here he... Oh, God damn it. You can't see it. I'm going to have to open it That's up. That's not bloody... Oh, God, he does look angry. Doesn't Fuck. he look terrifying? Jesus. Isn't he great? Um, okay, I'll, I won't show you all of these, but Carnivine gets one based on a Triffid and becomes a grass dark type. Cool. Minior becomes Maxior. I was going to do Maxior. Yeah. <laughs> he becomes a rock flying type. He's just a huge asteroid. Is he the moon from Majora's Mask? Oh, you could be, <laughs> if you wanted to. There would be new rock and ground evolutions for Eevee. Yeah. Um, I have got these cells rare. But the main one, the mm. main setting point here, we're going to right a rung. We're going to give mega evolutions to all the Johto starters. Yes. So Meganium is already basically a Brachiosaur-like type thing. Yeah. So it's going to become a grass psychic type based yep. on the Atlasaurus. Cool. Which looks like this. Here's what Mega Meganium... Would look like that's just a Meganium. <laughs> um, oh, did I get the wrong link? I think I must have got the wrong link. Atlasaurus. Oh, it's just going to be based on basically the biggest brachiosaur they have in okay. North Africa. That's cool. Uh, Typhlosion would look like. Typh- I don't even know what Typhlosion's meant to be. Like it's a badger? Alligator, isn't it? No, look, for alligators, the alligator. Typhlosion oh, is like a big badger thing. I don't know. So his final evolution, his mega evolution, is going to be based on the ground sloth. He's yes. basically going to get bigger. Cool. And for alligators, he's based on a sarcosuchus. Sarcosuchus? Yeah. Sarcosuchus, right. which is a massive um, oh, crocodile, yeah. an yes. ancient crocodile. The megalodon. <laughs> right, so that's that. Uh, I will point out there's something extra about the um, the box legendaries. I'll talk a bit more about Bountifuel, Bontipure, Bontipure. which is Bountiful plus Purity slash Purr, because it's based on a panther, yeah. um, not unlike the one from Coco. Um, and it has gold patterns across its body, mm-hmm. like that's the, its tribal tattoos are gold, on top of the green of its skin, its fur even. It has the ability Pure Terrain, which cures all status problems at the end of every turn, and it is a grass fairy type. Cool. So it would have utter dominance over Droughteen and Pestilage when it first fought them, because it was a grass fairy type, Droughteen being a fighting ground and Pestilage being a, a water dark. It would annihilate both of them. Yep. Grass type would have a pair over ground and water. 
fairy over dark and fighting. That's clever. But that is why they've now got their new abilities, yep. which Drowtine gets um, Scorcher, which pairs up fire moves, not against, good against a grass type. You've told us about this, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. And Pestilage will get Toxicity, Poison, Fairy. Mm-hmm. So they've adapted. In their oh, slumber, they've cool. got new abilities that allow it to fight back. That's awesome. It doesn't affect its type advantage, so Bontepure still has that in its favour, yep. but they have new ways of hurting it back. That's cool. Now, both of the box legendaries mm-hmm. have their own trio. Jesus Sub trios. Drowtime, which is a humanoid griller, has a trio of baboons that it uses <laughs> nice. um, that are based on the three elements needed for fire. There is Bafuel, yeah. a grass type for <laughs> fuel, um, Bioxy, a flying type for oxygen, and Bahit, which is a fire type for heat. Nice. Um, Pestilage, the, uh, who's a hyena, has a jackal trio based on three elements of dirty water. So there's uh, jack, jack, jack pipe, which is steel, poor plumbing. Um, <laughs> jack corpse, a ghost type, dead stuff Jeez. in the water supply. And jackteria, <laughs> a poison type based on bacteria. I love jackteria. Okay, that's a lot of them. There are other things that I want to do. This is where we have to get to my two post-game options. Oh. Now, the one you've kind of got to... We'll we'll save the big one for a second. It is Wakutu. But, basically, in an effort to kind of make up for um, McCarthy, the Naibasa region throws open its doors and says, look, we've... He acted alone. We weren't sponsoring this. <laughs> we want to throw the doors open. A tourism department to the rest of Mandika. Free travel for anybody from Mandika to come to Naibasa. You're going to a second region. Oh, fuck. It's not like a full-blown place. It's relatively small. And I haven't picked out... Uh, if you go up on my mind maps, you'll see that I've left Kenya alone. I haven't really yeah. plot places. But basically, this is your safari zone. So when you get up there... Where is it? There'll be four towns set out in a diamond formation. They are Bantwa, Kushtana, Nilowen, and Swahala, based on four uh, Kenyan tribes, the Bantu tribe, the Kushtites, the Nilites, and the Swahili. Cool. And all four of them will um, surround a place called the Afari Nature Reserve. Africa plus Safari, Afari. Afari. This is that big, great plateau, Breath of the Wild, open safari zone. Yeah. And this is where you get a lot of evolutions based on African animals that already had Pokemon based on them, and I didn't want to think of new ideas. Oh, God. So, this will include new evolutions for Domphan. Yep. Because obviously he's an elephant Pokemon, he will become... This is what Professor Acadia is about. These Pokemon assuming their true forms back in their home region. Right. So when they've gone to like, so Domfan going to Johto stunted its growth because there wasn't enough room for it to grow big to its full size to stop it being Domophant, a ground fighting type, which is basically a bipedal um, elephant with tusk swords. And the tire tread has now become tribal armour over it. Um, There's an evolution for uh, Kecleon who becomes um, Kamkama. I want to do Carmelian. But I thought that's two chose to Charmeleon, so I went with Cam Karma. He's a normal psychic, he looks like a chameleon in an acid drip. Um, there is an evolution for um, Giraffe Rig, yep. which is Jewipper Wig. Jesus. Which is um, a psychic normal. It's basically if Giraffe Rig was a full blown giraffe, okay. and it whip, its tail became like a very long whip with a um, the head on the end. So it's like a cat in nine tails, basically, yeah. like a big ball whip thing. Um, and there's also an evolution for Chatot, based on the Hornbill, Ooh. Um, 
which has, this is really hard for me to describe because I couldn't actually find the exact name of the note. It has a semiquaver for a head instead of the music note That's it cool. has. Where the bottom bit, so the semiquaver is like the yeah, yeah. gate looking one. Yeah, yeah. So that on its side, you would have, that's the first bit of its bill. Yeah. Here's its head, and then that bit creates the second bit like a hornbill. Okay. So if I show you a picture of a hornbill, it's a bit easier to explain. Baboom. Baboon? Baboom. Um, so see it's got this like second beak yeah, almost? Yeah, I see. So that'd be the bottom bit of the semiquaver, I... And yep. then second part well, of the cool. hood. Awesome. So that's my ideas there. They're all available once you go north to um, Nybasa. Yeah. To you there. Now, there's actually three regions at play here. Oh, fuck Because Wakutu is treated as its own region, but it's only split into two cities. Wakanda, basically. It, yeah. what, please stop trying to jump the gun. What's it called? Wakutu. 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 Uh, oh, wait. There's also another new Pokemon you, you um, get up in uh, Naibasa. It's based on the white-headed mouse bird and a stork, and it's basically my tribute to Storm from the X-Men, because okay. she's from Kenya. So you would start off with Stororo, which is... Um, Stororo? Yes, it's a small black-and-white bird with a feather mohawk, and then it evolves into Storm Monroe. Oh, for God. An electric flying type, which is a black-and-white hawk with yellow accents, with long, draping wings, That's... like Storm had in the... 90s cartoon. Fucking phenomenal. So that's my tribute to Storm. I love it. So, um, we're going to Wakutu now. It's split in two by a mountain. Okay. On one side of it, you have um, Lesso City. Lesso City. Lesso City. Which is the home of the royal family. Yeah. Very traditional, ancient place. Very stuck in their ways and in their traditions. Mm. And on the other side of that, you have the Kanda City, which is basically a technological cutting-edge city. Yeah. So it's like the two halves of Wakanda have been split apart again. There's a very traditional side to the west and a very technologically advanced side to the right. The left, um, so um, Lesu City, is ruled by, ruled by the royal family. And Kanda City is run by a high council of intellectuals. Hence the prince and the scientist and the elite force. Yes. Cool. So um, Lottie Mountain... Is um, which is um, in the Sufu language means mountain, so essentially mountain, mountain, mountain. mountain. Splits these two regions, and it's the only cold area in the entirety of um, this, if of the Mandika region. Yeah, and there is a mythical Pokemon on top of it. Okay, so your post-game story is basically these two sides not getting on, and you know one's stuck in their ways and trying to be traditional, the other one, you know, charging forward with no regard for their past. Yeah, um, on top of this mountain sits a, as you said a, a legendary Pokemon it is a psychic dragon type called Delgon which takes the dragon and Del from Nelson Mandela it's basically the <laughs> Nelson Mandela Pokemon he's now a very wise guru like dragon oh, that sits on God. top of a mountain that's brilliant um, so he's worshipped by both cities for his wisdom <laughs> and coveted for his power Right. Um, his skin and wings kind of resemble robes and he's always got this very nice smile on his face despite the fact he's a terrifying dragon <laughs> um, so when you go to Lesotho when, sorry when you go to Wukutu you, uh, you're finally granted access as the champion into the region and both sides are stuck in this old versus new clash and the two cities military generals plan to catch the mythical Delgon to use for their own power to basically rise up their side of um, the region to take over the other side. So basically a General Zod yeah. situation. 
Um, so they start racing up the mountain. You, along with the two members of the Elite Four from these two cities, so a member of the High Council and one of the princes from the royal family, chase your way up this maze-like icy mountain, battling like trainers. Basically, it's like Victory Road. Yeah. But you're battling against people who've like, well, I was about to fight you, but this other guy just came through. So it feels like it's doing it in real time. It's yeah. basically a Pokemon dungeon. Cool. As you're racing to the top. To get there, you catch Delgon, and the two military men are basically... Delgon can talk, because it's psychic, and basically just soothes both of them, say, look, you both need to respect each other's customs. That's why we're a great region. That's why we work together. There is a longer version of this, but for time, I've kind of cut that down to its... Um, essence yep. once you've done the Wakutu bit you can go and catch Bountipure back at the um, Mandiga Cradle and so on and so forth right there are other story bits you can get into but unfortunately I have to describe another 12 Pokemon to you oh god because <laughs> these we're not done with new evolutions for old Pokemon oh my god basically both of these sides have got new evolutions for old Pokemon so on the would you like the tech side first or the royal side first tech tech first so all, they basically got new evolution for all the man-made Pokemon. So there is a new evolution option for Porygon 2. Because they always hated Porygon Z. Like That's where Porygon ended up. Mm. This is called Porygon P. P for perfect. It's a realistic bird in Porygon's colours. Oh. So it's Porygon fully realised. as a Like like Geppetto level, it's a real Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so that's that. If you tra- it's a trade thing, but if you trade it with the Kanda program after Kanda City, it becomes Porygon P. Cool. Um, they've got a new evolution for Electrode called um, Electrode, which is a psychic electric type. Electrode is now Master Ball coloured and has Pokeballs floating, well, Pokemon, Pokeball looking things floating around it. Uh, they're all the different colours of the different Pokeballs. A bit like Zenyatta from Overwatch. Yes, yeah, exactly okay. that. Um Golurk gets an evolution called Golibrate, which is a ghost grass type, but looks like a Gundam-like version oh, of no, Golurk. down for that. Yes. Cast Form gets an evolution into Cast Force. It's a full-bone cloud. Um, when it changes form, it makes the weather never-ending. So, yeah, it's like when you bring a primal ground on, it's always sunny, yeah. like that. Uh, Bronzong becomes Brombard, which is basically a sound cannon slash megahorn. <laughs> nice. Um, megaphone type thing. Yeah. Uh, think like the thing they have, the Inkling has with its um, final smash. Yeah, yeah, That type of thing. And BEM, the alien Pokemon, becomes, becomes UFO, <laughs> a psychic like flying type, which is basically half UFO. Now, in the picture, it's the top half that's a UFO. I will show you that real quickly. Yeah. I have got fan art for basically all of these Pokemon. Oh, it looks so. like that, but it would actually be the bottom half. That okay, so like that's underneath that ring. Yes. Okay, cool. The Royal Pokemon have also adapted more traditional Pokemon to fit a kind of... These are more of a motif than like an actual theme. Right. So, Arbok gets a new um, evolution called Urtpex, which is scepter backwards. Okay. And looks like a golden scepter that a king would hold, like Jafar's from yeah. Aladdin. Yeah, oh, So uh, he's gold-coloured now, he's based on the king cobra, but he's also a golden scepter. Klefki becomes uh, Palatel, still a steel fairy, but instead of keys, it's got jewels and has a more innate design, so it's like a big necklace that a king or queen would wear. Cool. Jinx becomes Valkrys, a Ooh. Valkyrie ice queen. She's an ice psychic type because it's... I know Jinx is controversial, but it does not sit me well that Electabuzz and Magmar got new evolutions and Jinx didn't. Yeah. Setting that right. Rapidash becomes Temperus, a fire flying type. It basically becomes Pegasus. 
Um, based on the royal family coat of arms, do I have the unicorn one side? Um, so that would be Rapidash. There would be a new evolution for uh, Bear, Beartic, I think is how you say that one. Beartic. Beartic, um, which would be Beefreger, <laughs> who would be a nice fighting type, which is a bear in Not a beef. Not Beefreezer, surely. No, because he's based on a beef eater. Oh, oh beef okay. Beefreger. So he's a bear in a beef eater hat. Nice. And then you have a new evolution for Pyroar, who would be Pyroyal who is a bipedal lion wearing a fur cloak based on the royal family's coat of arms. So they have the unicorn one side and the lion the other side. Cool. So this brings me swiftly back to the Elite Four real quick. So you would face those four, and they basically have Pokemon you've never seen before. Mm. So the the first trainer would be the Safari Explorer. He's come down from Nybasa. He would have a Storm Munro as his main Pokemon. The second trainer would be the Archaeologist. He would have the Titanopus as his uh, main evolution, so, so he's come from the Harshi Desert. The third trainer would be the Prince of Lesotho City. He would have a Pyroyal as his main Pokemon. And the fourth one is, she's from a, um, the head council of Kanda City, and she would have the Golibrate as her main Pokemon. Cool. So there we go. And Professor Acadia would be the champion, and her main would Acacia. be... Acacia, sorry. Would be, her main Pokemon would be the Johto starter, strongest against your starter, and it yeah. would have its Mega Evolution. Good to go. Jeez. I'm just going to have one last check to make sure that was indeed everything. That was indeed everything that I wanted to do. Yeah. Whew. Jesus. So that's my Mandika region. Oh. I went into a lot of detail there. Yeah. But all this thing, you obviously went deeper into the story. My story's nowhere near as thought out as yours and there's only like transcendental links for some of these towns some yep. of them are completely left out of the story but I just wanted a lot of Pokemon ideas that I had you've just thrown everything at the fucking Pokemon yes I have that's yeah. where my strength lied of just like I've got so many like, cool ideas and like I said there is a list there of at least 30 strong animals that you could do yeah I didn't really go into like myth and legendaries but there's a few cryptids on there as well which you can go and find all about and yeah Jesus. That's what I wanted to do. You definitely picked the right place for new Pokemon. That must be said. Oh, God, yes. We've assen- you've essentially gone more collecting and I've gone more story. Yes. Which is not a bad thing. No. And it speaks to how we usually go about these things where you write a massive story and I just have, like, so many ideas, <laughs> but nothing ties them. It's fine. It's a shame we never do anything against another team because I think we'd... Oh, my God, we'd annihilate everybody. Um, this is why we're opposed. Yes. So, whew... There I think we we've both got very solid ideas. Again, yeah, I think I think because I downfall in not having many new Pokemon, whereas you have all the new Pokemon. Too many Pokemon, if anything. Some would say. Um, whereas my story is more based around the mythology. I mean, not to say that yours isn't based around the mythology of the region, because it very clearly but is. Yours is a lot more in-depth, and I think... Well, you had a much stronger, unique element as well. Yeah. Because I don't really have that outside of, like, I mean, the Harshi Desert, yeah. the Afari Zone, and uh, the Leo National Park would be, like, these massive open areas for you to go and explore. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But, mm. you know, no new battle types. Like, no. I've got two new battle types, which yep. is cool. Um yeah, the thing, we've both picked elements that we like in other games yes. where they've been introduced, and we've run with them. Also, we've both got two new evolutions, which is cool. We do! I have three new regions. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, mean, sh- looking at this map, I get why... Yeah, you can't really yeah. get round Lesotho, unfortunately. It's just there. So yeah. I thought, screw it, Wakanda's hot right now. Oh, so if I split the story over, it obviously becomes Pokemon new and Pokemon old, because you'd have the royal side of the city... 
uh, versus the tech heavy side of the city. Yeah. But I had this. I, this realization came when I'd already written nine pages, and I wasn't ready to switch the story around because <laughs> then it would mean literally I have to make this region, this region, and this region, this region. That would be hard. And was not ready to do that. No, I don't blame you. Um, we'll still call them Pokemon Old and New. I think just I'll so, go just with so that. we got some names for now. That's fine. Placeholder names: Pokemon Old and New. There we go. So, whew, that is their longest. That uh, is, everyone that's yep. just gone over the two hour mark without editing Fuck so we're hell. looking at least an hour and 45 but hopefully you've enjoyed these deep dives and we do implore you there will be links to google docs and imagery galleries and all sorts for you to be able to follow along and look at the images as we go because obviously it's hard to take it all in without the visual yeah. help this, um, is a, this is a lot like our uh, musical episode where there is going to be ancillary media for you to look at so like i've got maps and faker man you've got so many fucking Fagamon. So many Fagamon. And uh, I will endeavour to make a map hopefully before yeah. this comes out. If not, you've got this map with your placeholders for your yes, tens. Yes, I on have. It. One of the things I actually want to say about yours before we, before we leave the episode is that mm. because, you know how I drew up like a Pokemon-style map that showed you which way you're going yes. around? Sorry, it's it's two sort of questions. Yeah. So is there no... I'm, I'm pointing to a map that nobody can see, but there's there no roads here? Is it or is it like a snake way, or are they... Right, so there, I have got routes. There are routes in the... Uh, there are routes in the Google Doc of, like, this is where Route 1 goes and where it all connects to. The problem is, as you can see, you've got three towns down on the safe coast, yep. and a big gap of landmass that you would need to skip over before you get to everything else up in the north. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there are backtracking routes and all sorts. So you can, there is a route that connects basically the final town to the starting town. Yep. If you want to play straight down that, you can't because it'll be locked off at a certain point, yep. but you could do that. So when you see the map, hopefully in its full glory of here's where all the routes, it will hopefully make more sense. I'm going to have to basically say this bit doesn't exist in my region to shorten that up because otherwise that's a long route you'd Just have like to cover. Stunt it, I, guess. I mean, look at how far that gap is between Durban and Port Elizabeth. That's, that's crazy. difficult to get across. But yes, those are my ideas. Those are Michael ideas. And now it's over for you to pick which one of us did the better job. So you do you want to go for Pokemon old and new based on South Africa and other neighbouring countries within the continent uh, and the story of... Um, the Pokemons that defeat pestilence and famine and, yes. and real cool stuff like that. Yes. Or do you want to go with Pokemon Aether and Terra based upon Maori legends about the Pokemon, the two original Pokemon fusing together and causing destruction and Pokemon fusion in general. You can go and let us know on Facebook, Twitter, in the comments to this on SoundCloud and over at our website under the username FowleyNT on all those platforms. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T or on FowleEntertainment.com in the comments to this episode. If you want to go and follow me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatMikeOwen or you can go and follow Darren at TheGutridge on Twitter and at G on Instagram. For more of this, again, all the links to everything will be in the description for the show. Um, you can follow those links on Spotify. You can follow them on SoundCloud, you can follow them on our website, fallentame.com. It's all there for you, but thank you very much for listening to... Oh, sorry, Darren. Yes. Well, we've got to plug other stuff, Mike. Oh, oh God, geez. yeah. Apologies. So, of course, this is coming off the back of the announcement of Gen 8 for Pokemon, set in the Galar region, um, which is, for some reason, the UK. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. We have done an episode of Gotta Cast Them All, our revived Pokemon show, Talking about that and that series will now go forward as we cover the new information that comes out about Pokemon Sword and Shield. So it's just our initial impressions to the region. Go and listen to that as a kind of double feature with this one. 
Um, we also have Mike's primarily review <laughs> of the Oscars, with me occasionally chipping in about all of the best film nominations and a few of the awards from the night as well. Uh, and coming up very shortly, we have got new pitches that we're going to be looking at. We're doing a biopic, yep. uh, which I'm very excited about, and we're also going to be doing a movie redo, basically, yeah. where we take a film that's already come out, and we can't just scrap the entire thing and say, right, all of that is gone, this is my idea. You've basically got to retool that and keep... All the moving parts, yeah. Yeah, you've got to keep it vaguely similar and just change out certain aspects we'll to make it... plan out all the rules for that uh, exactly. before the episode airs. But yes, please check back in every Sunday for a brand new podcast. Uh, again, go and follow us on uh, Spotify. That's where we want to really pump the numbers up this mm-hmm. time around. But thank you very much for listening to this crossover edition of P- uh, Pitching Tens and Gotta Cast Them All. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you comment. Let us know which one you like the best. And we will see you in the next, hopefully shorter episode. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye.